My name's Red, and I want to tell you about Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Fan Holes, Transformers Tuesdays. Hey guys, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight. And as per usual, I am joined by Mike. But guess what? Tonight we have a very special guest. I've got one of my buddies from Comic Art Fans, Larry Tun, on the call with us. And he actually was the one who, who suggested the topic that we're discussing tonight on Transformers Tuesdays. We're going to be doing some rankings of the Autobot Gestalts and Decepticon Gestalts and the Autobot and Decepticon City Bots. So we're all kind of going to get together. We're going to review some of the usual suspects. But before we do that, I just wanted to introduce Larry and say, hey, what's up? How's it going, man? Oh, hey, Derek. Thanks for inviting me on the show. So this is pretty interesting. You know, I've, 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 I've been a lifelong Transformers fan. I started, you know, collecting comics early on. And I, and, 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 and I do have a, you know, pretty, you know, like the first 50 issues of the Marvel comics of Transformers. So I, I read them complete, you know, cover to cover and I, and I loved them. And, you know, obviously you were aware that, you know, when Transformers, you know, I guess, I guess it died down by the time, like the mid eighties, maybe like 86 or 87. And then it came like, there was like a resurgence, like in the late nineties In the late nineties, that's when I start, went back to buying like all the Transformers toys. Uh, by that time, I actually stopped collecting comics. Like, co comics were pretty bad in like in the '90s. But you know, I was I was pre collecting pretty hardcore like in the early 2000s. And uh, you know, one of my favorite things to collect back then was the combiners. Yeah, the combiners are super cool. Like when you when you got into it, uh, it sounds like you had a pretty decent run of the Marvel comics and everything. But did you did you also like uh, like what kind of are you into the see i, I know a little bit because i know mm -hmm. you shared some like photos of like the black zarek box and right. different things like that so i kind of i kind of know you're into certain things and i know you explained that you you enjoyed the combiners and everything but like are you into the cartoons did you follow it to beast wars do you care about hasbro versus third party like you want to put your stamps on any of those things like oh, okay. just, just so, so people know where you're coming from Oh yeah, so I mean, obviously, I mean, I've I've, I've seen all the reg original cartoons G one, so so you know, including the movies, third season of the original G one, and then when 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 Beast Wars came out, that was I guess was was that late nineties or early two thousands? Yeah. yeah, it was um, it was it was kind of late nineties. Yeah, yeah, before Beast Wars came out, you know, like like everybody forgot about Transformers. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. some people had you know nostalgia for it, but it wasn't like syndicated. It wasn't on reruns on on TV, and so when when Beast Wars came out. I mean, then then everybody started having the nostalgia for it. Well, what was was what was good was that Beast Wars is actually a pretty good series. So when the when the, when when the series came out and then all the toys came out, there was a resurgence of 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 fanfare over over the toys. When I was collecting, geez, 
I can't remember. I mean, what kind of source? Where? I mean, I was I was using Usenet, which is which is something that's really old yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, and I then, remember. We always joke used... about uh, like old Angel Fire pages and different places where we would we would get like scans of UK comics and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I remember Usenet. Yeah, that's such an old school way. And of course, there there was eBay, very early edition of eBay. There used, you 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 sometimes would find some stuff on there. So so with, I I fell in love with Beast Wars. I actually have a huge Beast Wars collection. I wish I started earlier because I would have had the the original like Megatron uh, Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. Really cool. But but when I got on, which is probably around the second season of Beast Wars, you know, I was I was hardcore into it. I mean, and then, you know, I also, you know, saw some of the Japanese Beast Wars too. At that time I was also in sort of my like anime phase. So I watched a lot of anime back then and and luckily my friend he lent me some tapes, uh yeah, tapes, VHS tapes of some some Beast Wars too. And so I was, you know, saw some of those cartoons, but mostly I saw some of the the toys that that Japan came out with that they didn't yeah. share with us. They had some like Leo, the 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 Leo Optimus. I don't forgot what his actual name. Oh, was, Leo but... Leo Convoy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that was such an amazing toy. Yeah, I remember. I remember my like the the reason why that toy always stood out to me. I never owned it, but I remember walking around the New Park Mall with my mom. And there were one of those little kind of like Japanese kiosks, you know, where they would sell like, you know, uh, Hello Kitty type stuff and whatever. And and they had Lyle Convoy. And I even remember my mom was like, oh, that's really nice. He turns into a lion like she totally got it and, and saw like kind of how cool it looked. And she appreciated it, too. So I always, uh, you know, that character always stood out for me. And did you ever get into any of the um, the previous like Japanese series like the? The headmasters or master force or victory or anything like that. I, I I didn't I didn't discover those until later on. So I knew about there was you know the Japanese, but I didn't find out until later on that you know I think it was Sing- Singapore or Indonesia. I forgot which country. They actually did an English dub version of oh, those yeah. three the, series. Oh yeah, the 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 melee dub. <laughs> they 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 are infamous among among We're uh, all of us. Very familiar with those. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So so yes. I, I mean, I found those later in life, but I, I've watched them, but I was big into Headmasters. Some, something like Victory Saber. I know about Victory Saber. Uh, uh, my friend has a Desaros toy. So, mm. so, so I'm familiar with those guys, but, but I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have any nostalgia for them. Got but, it. Yeah. It's cool because the, the, you know, this, the, your, your, your suggestion for a topic did yeah. make me think of, and this might come up later in our discussion, but it did make me think of the zone OVA and we we talked about that on the show like a long oh. long time ago but like the fact that there are you know all those I guess what they refer to as Destron generals but you know basically right. the Decepticon generals and a lot of right. them were you know city bots and and combiners just like mm-hmm. we're talking about you know the the kind of big bads of that particular OVA and everything so I think that's probably a pretty good point to transition over to Mike so Mike why don't you sort of explain like how we're going about this tonight, like what we're going to be talking about and how we kind of broke up the categories and kind of how we're going to rank and and evaluate all of these combiner gestalts and, and city bots. So, yeah, like I, I made like a select 
collection of like basically the you know the the usual suspects the most like famous and well-known like combiners and gestalts like in transformers history and i mean there are a lot of them and like i had to cut some of them but i think i got like you know the 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 most famous ones the most you know well-known ones and uh yeah so, so we'll you know we'll I, I, I pretty much made a, like, you know, one of those, like, weird, like, triangle sort of, like, uh, you know, those, like, triangle ranking things where it's, like, it, the triangle warps in different directions based on how many, like, points it, like, goes. Like, like I made the, the three points of the triangle are, like, reputation, like, aesthetics, and merchandise, like, for each of these, like, you know, combiners. So, you know, that's that's basically what I want us to, like, you know, cover, like... What what is their reputation in in fiction? Like, do you think they're badass? Like in in stories and stuff. Like, what are the, like aesthetics? Like, do they look cool? Like, I mean, some combiners have a united color scheme, but other combiners are made up of like five differently co colored guys. So like, some of them don't look as you know unified or not as cool, I guess. And then the other the other corner of the triangle is merchandise. Like, do they have good toys? Do we have like a nostalgic attachment to their like original toys or is there a new toy that that's really good for you know each of them so yeah like that that's that's pretty much like you know the the areas i want to cover for each like you know selection so yeah like i made you know a list of combiners or gestalts and then a list of like the the main chief like city bots or you know base bots or whatever so we'll do those like kind of separately but yeah, why don't, why don't we why don't we start with the city bots because there's only so many of them and then that way, you know, when we get to the gestalts, like people will know what they're in for because basically there's we we've got five candidates for city bots and we've got what thirteen for for the uh, gestalts, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let's okay. let, let's let's start with the city bots. I, I picked five. And mostly because there there are not as many like city bots or titans or whatever you want to call them like you know in in Transformers history and most mostly because a lot of them are like just kind of like redecos of like the of the same five guys or whatever. I included yeah I mean there's four obvious choices that'll come to any Transformers fans' minds, but I include the first selection. I included Omega Supreme in this category because he doesn't. I mean he's only a little bigger. Typically he's only a little bigger than like a usual combiner or gestalt but i mean he does turn into sort of a base so and he's a lot smaller than the other four guys but i, I he didn't really fit in either category so i put him with the city bots i mean the, yeah the like the, the like the base bots i should hmm. say so like i guess our first candidate is omega supreme omega supreme I'll 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 start off by just saying like reputation wise like I think Omega Supreme's always been a badass like whenever he shows up I mean he usually like take like you know his first appearance in Marvel comics he took out like a whole ton shit ton of Decepticons like I mean whenever he showed up on the cartoon it was a big deal and I mean I mean he's he's failed before he's been destroyed and defeated but I mean I've always had the utmost respect for Omega Supreme I've never thought he was like you know a chump or anything so like you know like I I'd rank him pretty high in terms of reputation aesthetics I mean he, he looks pretty cool like I think he he's got a nice unified like color scheme like rel uh, gray red and yellow like I don't think he looks ugly or anything like I I 
I like the look of him. I like I love his head design with the like you know the bubble sort of like with his face inside the little like tank like turret. Like in, in, you know, his tracks become his wings and he's got the claw arm and the gun arm and like, you know, he, he looks friggin awesome. And I mean, that design also lends itself well to like mass production because they use them like the Guardian robots or whatever. Like so, I mean, he's or, or Omega Sentinels. So, I mean, I think he's got a good like, you know, menacing design. And then finally, merchandise. I've never owned an Omega Supreme, like not the original one and not the recent. I think it was in, um, what was it? Uh, Siege, I think. Yeah. Whatever the recent toy line was, but they just released a new Omega Supreme and I never ended up getting him. But I mean, they both look like I think the G1 toy looks pretty good. And I mean, the the new one looks awesome. Like, so, I mean, I, I. I can't say anything, even though I've never owned them, I can't say anything bad about them. So, I mean, I'd rank Omega Supreme pretty high in all three categories. And I'd like, in general, like, as a as a character and, like, as, as you know, he's never been one of my favorite characters, but I have no, you know, problems with them or anything. So, I mean, I, I'm going to give him an eight altogether. Okay. And then what what about, I, I'm going to kick it over to Larry. I want to I wanna see what, what uh, Larry thinks about Omega Supreme. And we'll just, do, is, is it boring? Are we going to switch this up? Or do you want to keep going in that no. same rotation where it's no, I, it's, I it's Mike, it, Larry, and me type thing? No, I, I, I think it's fine going okay. here. But Omega Supreme, I mean... <laughs> The problem is the other four are pretty are pretty giant. So so I think I think it's right to classify them as like sort of a, of a base. But I mean the the other four options, geez, I mean <laughs> so so I think of a supreme reputation. I mean yeah, he he has this history of being this defense for the Autobots, but I guess he only defended them maybe like three times because you know you have this kick-ass defense system, but. You're you're keep getting attacked. That I've only seen Omega Supreme maybe like three or four times. It's it's only a handful of times. But and in, in, but he was really cool. He has a claw on one arm and then a cannon on the other arm and then and then his head. I thought that was really cool. You know he had this like translucent helmet and and then when and then when he transformed, I always liked the 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 tank portion. I mean I thought it was a little weird that hey this there's this transformer base. And there's there's a tank that goes on this track and it's going around a rocket. So I, I'm not sure what was going in minds of, of of the creator of this toy to say we're gonna create this base and there's gonna be a rocket and put the tank going around it. So I thought that was that's really cool. And in terms of the merchandise, I I, I had one, I have one and it's it's a very solid merchandise. And you know, looks it looks just like the cartoon. I think the maybe the only criticism would be like he had his track was so long, but you didn't really know what to do with the tracks, <laughs> you know, when you transfer them to a robot. So you put a few pieces on, you know, parts of the track on his back, but then like you had like a whole lot of other track left over. But, you know, that's, I mean, that's what it is. Uh, but I think, I think he's a cool, he's a cool toy, but geez, I mean, the other city bots, you're talking, you're trying to compare them with, with Triptychon, Metroplex, Scorponok, and Fortress Maximus. I mean, I mean, I think, I think, I think Omega Supreme, they could have made him a big deal, but I think for some reason, you know, Takara or, or Hasbro or somebody, they didn't, you know, they didn't use him as much as they could, they, they could have. And so I, 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 I don't rank him as high in terms of the, the reputation, but in terms of aesthetics and, and merchandise, it's up there. I mean, I, I would give him a, about a five just because, you know, looking at the field, 
yeah, it's uh, so to me, he's a five. Cool. I'm I'm coming somewhere down the middle as far as reputation for Omega Supreme. I think it depends on like what era you look at him in. Because if you look at like if you if you give somebody Transformers 19 where he's a brand new toy, right? And he's got that brand new toy smell, he shows up and he like literally kills like half of the original Decepticons, right? Like he just plows into them and it's like, you know, and then, and then you go into like season two episodes where he has all these cool one-liners, you know, Omega Supreme always prepared, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Like that's, that's his heyday. That's like, that's like Omega Supreme's high school days where he was like the quarterback and all the cheerleaders liked him, And, and he was super cool. <laughs> but then, but then when you get to like season three, He's basically like a glorified chauffeur service for like Rodimus and everybody. It's like anytime they need to go somewhere, they're like, hey, Omega, transform. We don't care about your shitty track. We don't care about your dumb tank. We just care about your rocket arm, which apparently he can bring his entire self with him when he does that because of mass displacement. And so he's just kind of like a chauffeur. And if you jump to like, you know, like everybody, this is this is no slight against Omega because I think everybody got their ass kicked in Transformers 50. But you jump all the way to Transformers 50, Starscream has the underbase powers, and he totally like annihilates like everybody, including Omega Supreme. So that's where his reputation like dips for me, right? Aesthetically, I mean, I think he's cool looking, right? He, he you know, he's like a giant dude. He's got the claw arm and the laser cannon and the 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 tank head and all that kind of stuff. The merch, the toys, like I never had an Omega Supreme, but I remember like the tanks, like the little motorized tank and everything. I think that's kind of cool. I'm not familiar with like the current Hasbro product, but I have seen like I I went to a Transformers meetup right before the entire world went to shit and we could go do things. And that last Transformers meetup was so cool because you know we 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 all went to a place where we could you know meet in public and. People had like the it was like the fans toys Omega Supreme and the X Transbots Omega Supreme. And like so there were like all these cool Omega Supremes and you could like compare them all and everything. And it's so cool to see like one of those little like Legends class or whatever they call them, like, you know, figures that are kind of like, you know, what, like, I don't know four inches or something and like see like you know those sitting on top of these like massive gigantic like you know 20 inch toys you know what i mean where where they they dwarf you know those those kind of you know little legends class bots or whatever so for merch i think it's at least what i've seen you know i haven't handled much of it but it's it's looked very cool i think i'll be a little more generous i think i'll give omega supreme a seven, you know, because I think I think his his early reputation back when he was, you know, Al Bundy and high school champ and all that stuff like was awesome. But, you know, by season three, he's kind of, you know, living with Peg Bundy and th- selling shoes, you know, so it's like it's not it's not quite as good. OK, so Omega from all of us, Omega gets 20 points. So like like I'm, I'm going to post them in the chat how many points like add up for Omega and then we'll we'll see who ranks highest at the end. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is your boss. Boss isn't really an accurate description. I think of myself more as a firm yet fair employer who expects nothing less than dedicated employees who will always do their best. What? 
Sound Blaster, as team leader, you bear the primary responsibility for this failure. You are fired! So then, yeah, we move on to Trypticon. Trypticon is, like, for, right off the bat, Trypticon is actually one of my favorite characters, like, in the Transformers universe. Like, and, and that's mostly because of his Marvel portrayal, where he's kind of like a, not a dumb guy, but he's kind of a cultured, elegant guy who, like, you know, is a big Godzilla scary monster. So I always thought that was funny, like, in the Marvel comic. I mean, in the cartoon, he's a big, dumb, like, brute, like, with the voice of Brad Garrett from Everyone Loves Raymond. So, like, I mean, like, I mean, I can't say much about his car, his cartoon self, and mostly because also, like, reputation-wise, he was always getting beaten by Metroplex, which, I mean, is the name of the game, because it's a Saturday morning cartoon for kids but i mean like i think he puts up a better fight in other things like in the marvel comic and like you know the Dreamwave comic and you know he, he showed up in idw a few times and like you know he, he had decent fights there and here and there aesthetically trypticon kind of looks more like toyetic i feel like than a lot of these other guys just because like he's got He's got those friggin' purple spokes on his feet, which come from, like, the toy being motorized so it wouldn't, like, fall over when it's, like, walking and stuff. So, like, I've always wondered why, like, every time someone draws Trypticon, they keep those, like, ugly purple metal, uh, those purple, like, spokes that come out the inside of his feet. Like, I'm like, he doesn't really need those, like, if he isn't a toy, like, but... And then, you know, he's got wheels, like, sort of poking out of him everywhere, and, like, I don't know, like... a. I mean, he, he looks cool. I mean, if you draw him right, he looks cool. But, like, I, I think there are, like, ugly bits on Trypticon that I've never really gotten over. And then, it, as far as merch goes, I've never owned an original Trypticon, but my friend did, and I got to play with him, and I always liked him. And I do own the latest Trypticon. I think it was, like, Titan's Return, maybe? Or I forgot which line they they released him in. Yeah, like, I, I, I had to get him because he was, like, my favorite base guy. And, like, yeah, he's really good. Like, I like it, like, that toy a lot. Like, I wish I had room for it still in my room, but it's in storage now. I mean, just just for the sake of, like, Trypticon being a giant Godzilla dinosaur guy and, like, him being one of my favorite characters, like, I'll rank him a full 10 just because he's personally a favorite character, even though I think he's kind of a little ugly in places, like, aesthetically, but uh, 10 for me. All right. And what about you, Larry? What are your thoughts on Big Bad oh, Trypticon? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would agree with that as well, too. I mean, I mean, Trypticon, I mean, for like season three, I mean, he was he was like the baddest, you know, Decepticon. <laughs> I mean, I mean, every Autobot was terrifying. And if you didn't have Metroplex around, I mean, everybody was running away from from Trypticon. He had lasers shooting from his mouth. I mean, like, insaneing better. He was like Godzilla, an evil Godzilla. He's he's going around tearing apart cities. <laughs> you know, the 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 funny thing about Trypticon is I rarely saw him in any other transformations other than his 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 dinosaur, you know, in the transformation. But like, I you know, he turns into a base. I've never seen him in base mode. Not like not like like Metroplex. And then he also turns into like this battle station with a with a big giant cannon on it. I don't. I don't think I've, I've. I've really seen him in that. In that mode, I've only really seen him in sort of his Godzilla mode, and he's just tearing apart everybody. And I, you know, I, my my favorite episodes in season three were the ones with with Trypticon, and there were quite a few of them. There, there was one with with the episode. I forgot the title. Was something about the primitives, and you know, I'll call all he, the primitives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the big stars in that. You know, that episode. In terms of aesthetics, I mean. 
he was a re- he he was really cool. He was he was Godzilla, you know. So so as a kid, if if you wanted tra- you wanted Transformer, but you also loved loved dinosaurs. I mean, you had the mm-hmm. Dinobots, but 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 now you had this big you know giant you know Transformer that was you know you know 10, 20 times the size of Grimlock. <laughs> so so he, he now he's now a city, and I think I don't I don't know if he can look any cooler. I mean. His his other modes, you know, they're they're not, they're not as cool looking, but I, you know, it's actually pretty cool that he can actually transform to two other modes. But I, I, you know, I don't think anybody played with those other modes as much as you know the the dinosaur mode. In terms of merchandise, I want to say if you ever owned the the original G one Trypticon, you know the 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 radar he had he had this one piece. Every 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 big toy has always this this one little piece that that. You know, if you're trying to, if you want to make sure he's com- the the toy is complete, you had to have everything. But all the big toys, they always they always had one piece that everybody loses. And then for for Trypticon, it was it was a radar dish, a little small radar dish. You know, 80% of the cryptic Trypticons you would see on like eBay or somewhere else, they 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 would have everything except for the radar dish. <laughs> and and you know when and when when you did have a fully complete one with the radar dish, they, you know it, it would go like hundreds of hundreds of dollars more. Just because you got, you actually had a fully complete original G1 Trypticon. Even though the radar dish, I don't even remember what where you put it. <laughs> it was I don't think it was a gun or anything. It's just it, it was it was just one of those parts. And then and then you know as most kids probably did, they probably didn't care about that one little part. He had a race car as 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 a, as his little buddy, which which is a little interesting. And you know he also came with a big giant cannon. But you know you're a dinosaur. I, don't, I mean. You actually put the cannon on the car. You, you didn't. He didn't really do anything with the cannon, as, as you know, when he's in a dinosaur mode. But overall, I mean, it's just you know, when you when you have when you see the the Trypticon on your desk, or if you're you're playing with it, I mean, it's it's just staggering of how cool he looks. So I would rate them as a ten too. I mean, I I, I love Trypticon. So yeah, I I agree with the Godzilla comparisons. I, I I think the the dinosaur factor is something like kids love dinosaurs. You know, I love dinosaurs growing up. Like he he definitely has an impressive aesthetic or look to him. Reputation, I think the 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 highlights for me in terms of Trypticon as a character, I think are either the Marvel comics or the Simon Furman written Trypticon, or even I think one of my favorites just for the sheer comedic value of it is like Trypticon in the recent Cyberverse animated stuff, like as kind of a, I don't know, some some kind of a big businessman, you know, or whatever. It's it's, it's kind of funny. So like all, all that stuff, I get a kick out of. I like I liked seeing Trypticon take on the Dinobots and all that in, in issue 27 of the Marvel comic. So that is super cool. I, I think there is some kind of I don't know, Laurel and Hardy hijinks with like a lot of the episodes with like Trypticon and Octane, you know, they, they play them up as like some kind of comedic duo in season three or whatever. So that that kind of cracks me up, too. So there, it, it's weird, like like he does get his ass whooped by Metroplex a whole bunch. But like, I, I think I don't know, there, there's there's some there's something like enjoying you know, there's some enjoyment to be found in in them playing him up as the sheer comical nature of this big, huge 
gigantic dinosaur that they have to like feed right like that 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 especially when in season three the decepticons like had like no energon you know on a regular basis so it was always this big problem to feed something that was that huge and ginormous and everything like that i never had a trypticon as far as merchandise goes i think trypticon and fort max were in that that higher price point range where the parents were like, no, we're not getting that, you know, type thing. So I, I, I never had a Trypticon. I'm not too familiar with the the more recent, like what Titans Return or whatever line that is, Trypticon, but I, I have seen it before, like at some of these meetups and things like that. And it looks cool. And it's cool that like they, they take the side characters and actually make their own toys, you know, that they're not just kind of like things you can put together from various parts and everything that you can actually have like a like a dedicated mold for for some of those characters. And then, you know, the the play value of combining that with with your your current Trypticon or whatever, I think is pretty cool. I also like that he appears in like some of the video games, too. So like that kind of ties into merch and everything like that. I'm probably not going to be as high just because there, there's other characters that I think I'm saving some of the higher rankings for, but I, I will give Trypticon an eight. I think I'm a I'm a big mark for season three characters. He's a season three character. Like I I I love season three of Transformers, and I'm gonna give Trypticon an eight. All right, so that's 28 points for Trypticon. I'm sorry, Metroplex, but I have to do this. I understand, Rodimus. Right, so then we'll move on to Metroplex's Trypticon's counterpart in the city bots. Metroplex's, I mean, he was always a big deal to me, but like, I, I don't know, I just didn't, I guess I didn't like him as much as Trypticon is, like in terms of characterization and stuff, because I, I mean, he didn't really get a lot, of, a lot of characterization. He was just the big guy, like, you know, when it, the Autobots called on when they had to fight Trypticon, basically, and I mean... They kind of, I remember in the cartoon, it's like they kind of tried to make him have like a really like booming and like aggressive voice. And like, I I always thought that was weird because his tech specs were always like how he was like so helpful and like he wanted like, you know, he was a, uh, he was like everyone's big buddy or whatever. But like, I don't know. I mean, aesthetically, I mean, he's always looked cool. Like, I mean, I, he's got a nice uniform color scheme, like, you know, just gray and black. And, you know, he's got the two giant red rifles and stuff. I mean, like, he, he looks cool. And, like, his city mode, I think he's got a better battle station mode than Trypticon. And he's probably got a better city mode, too. Like, I always liked how, like, they animate his city mode, like, as part or, like, as part of, like, the core of, like, Autobot City in some scenes. Like, so, like, it was kind of integrated in there. Like, so that that was always cool. I mean, toy-wise, I've played with a G1 Trip, uh, I know, Metroplex before. But, like, I've never owned one. I mean, and, like, I, I think he's always been kind of underwhelming to me since, I mean, he's he's so tiny compared to Trypticon. And, like, I mean, he's barely bigger than a actual, like, combiner. So, I mean, like, I, I was never super impressed by his G1 toy. And his new toy, like, I think in combiner wars or whatever series they released a new toy again it looks it looks good it's just like i don't know it did never really he never really appealed to me like altogether as a character so i i understand and respect metroplex's like place in the canon but i mean he's just never been a favorite like concept or character of mine so i'm just gonna give him a six yeah you know compared to like blue trypticon 
I never really remember him as a city. <laughs> I mean, I know he's a city body transformed into a city, but like I said, I always remembered uh, Triptychon more as like a Godzilla mode. Metroplex, on the other hand, I remember him fondly more as, as a city that actually turned into a giant robot. I mean, he was probably you know, the perfect example of, of, of a city bot of, out of everybody. At least, I mean, you know, Fortress Maximus came later on, but, but you know, when I think of, you know, you know, and, you know, while during, you know, season three, you know, there, there's Metroplex. His, his city bot was actually used more often. I mean, you can, you know, you had those mini transformers going through him. And, and, and when he turns into this, this vehicle mode, I guess, I don't, I don't know what to call it, vehicle or battle station mode, something on wheels, guns on wheels. I mean, that was a pretty cool mode. And then when he turns into a robot, he's big, he has these giant guns and he's, you know, he's, he's fighting, he's fighting Triptychon. I mean, he's the only guy on the Autobot team who can actually fight with, with Triptychon. So, so, so Metroplex to me, you know, when I think, when I think of CityBot, I actually think of him first because, because. You know, I, I always think about, you know, the Autobots using him as a city, and then he transformed into this giant guy with, with two two big red guns, and he's going to try to fight Triptychon or whoever else he needs to. In terms of looks, I mean, he's just a big brute with with, with guns. It's, it's pretty simple. I mean, I mean, probably a 12-year-old could design, like, a you know, a Metroplex, but, you know, he's... He, I, I have some big nostalgia for for Metroplex as, as a toy. Like I said, there's always one that one little piece of a very big toy, and and his his he had a sidekick car. I forgot what his what the name was, but he had the, the sidekick had had its own gun, and so everybody would lose the small gun that belonged to the little guy. Scamper. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Scamper had a gun, and and people always lost Scamper's gun. So, so finding finding Metroplex is never really complete until you had Scamper's gun too. But I always thought it was cool that you know you could put Transformers in his chest. You could have those Transformers standing on top of his shoulders. I think he was a solid robot. I don't think you know it just doesn't look as cool as Trypticon. But you know, in 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 terms of a, of of what you get, and in terms of a robot, and and as as a base, I, I thought he was pretty solid. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rank him. Probably here about uh, about uh, I guess I guess a nine. I mean I mean uh, to, to me Triptychon was was nearly perfect. Metroplex he was I mean he, he was he, he's he's more known I I know him more as 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 the city bot in in my memories. So yeah I I, I rank him as a nine. I think as we say on this show, me and Larry in this instance are secret brothers because. I have a lot of nostalgia for Metroplex. My scamper, not only did I probably lose the rifle, but I feel like those two arms that are on the sides, like I think at some point my scamper was like armless, you know, like he he lost his arms in the Great War or something like that. So I, I did have a Metroplex, so I am pretty nostalgic about Metroplex. I do agree with Mike that I can't, I can't really think of like a defining story that focuses on metroplex i mean you know a lot of times in the cartoon it was like we gotta shut you down for the safety of the world or we need to you know have you transform to you know fend off Triptychon. but there, there was never something that like completely and totally defined him as a character but I don't, I don't think that was really what he was meant to be you know i think in terms of the merchandise in terms of the aesthetics the toy 
was so interactive like like that was the thing you you would stare at the back of the box art and the box art for that the season three you know little toy guides that they would give you the little the little fold out books and everything but that that sort of poster art that's on the back of the box i remember just staring you know you'd stare at that and go i want this guy and i want this guy and i want this guy but who was at the center of that box art was metroplex in his city mode and the, the the you know what larry was talking about that you could put you know i was like oh boy i can put i can put bumblebee in his chest i can put you know brawn in his chest and then the helipad that like is almost specifically designed for blades and the fact that you could you know you could put like i mean i i don't know that that everybody did this but it seemed like it was more of a uh, a Japanese like selling aesthetic, but the fact that you could do the scramble city thing and like plug in, you know, protect the bots or aerial bots or whatever to his knees and his arms and all that kind of stuff. And the, you know, the, the fact that like you could, you know, that the other side of his chest, that could drop down and there were all these missiles. And like you said, just a guy that had shit ton of guns, right? He was the defense base. So like in that aspect, like all that felt really strong to me in terms of maybe merch and maybe storyline reputation. I think also one of the biggest selling points for me is I don't care who you are. Like that scene in what what is it? Fall for Cybertron or War for Cybertron? But that scene in that video game where you're surrounded by those stupid bots that kick your ass and just one of them takes you like forever to beat in the game. And all of a sudden there's like all those bots creeping up on you and you're like, holy fuck, there's like five of these guys. How am I going to do this? And then Metroplex's hand crashes through and fucks them all up so you can get past like that is the most awesome fucking scene ever. And like, that's one of those things where I get like super excited and passionate about Metroplex where I'm like, fuck yeah, Metroplex, man. Like, so that's something I, I think is cool. So I, I too am going to give Metroplex a nine. Like I have lots of nostalgia for him and, and basically everything I discussed, I can kind of overlook Mike's, you know, I, I think it's legit criticism, but I can kind of overlook the fact that he doesn't have much of a character because of the hours of enjoyment I probably got out of playing with the toy and then that moment in the video game. Awesome. So Metroplex gets 23 points from us. And this time you won't get it back, Deceptic Creeps! You are wrong. Did it! Lasers? Autobots, prepare to feel the sting of Scarpanock! So, that brings us to Scorpanock. You know, Scorpionok is one of the headmaster bases. I mean, and I mean, I guess it's it's almost unfair to include Scorpionok because I think he gets a lot more fiction to his name just because the Marvel comic treated him as a sort of normal sized guy. And so like, he, you know, he could interact more with more characters. So, I mean, like, you know, Scorpionox had a really memorable like time of it in the Marvel comics, like in the, in the Sumbo cartoon, he was your basic, you know, you giant 
thug for, you know, the one scene he was in. And it was mostly, you know, his headmaster, Zarek, who was like, you know, the, the main driving force of him. I mean, Scorponok has always like been, you know, I, I think he's like Triptychon since he turns into like, you know, an, an a giant animal or something. I think he's always like stood out to me like a giant scorpion. Like, you know, I like his giant scorpion mode. I think his base mode is pretty pleasing. Like it's got that big ramp in front, like sort of like Triptychons, but I, I don't know. It just, it looks like Scorpinox city mode kind of looks more like, like, I don't know, like a monolith or something. Like, I don't know. It, it just looks more at epic, I guess. As far as merch goes, I, I've never played or owned with, I, I've never owned or played with a, a G1 Scorpinox. And I, I, I didn't get that most recent Scorpinox either that came out in the, uh, the most recent line. So, but I mean, they both look cool. I mean, I think they're pretty impressive presences. Like, I mean, he's bigger than Metroplex at least. So, I mean, even even if he's not as big as Fortress Maximus, he's still a pretty like hefty toy. And like, he's a very, like I said, a very memorable character. He's not one of my favorites though. So I'm going to have to probably rank him a little lower than Triptychon. So, I mean, I, I'd give Scorponok an eight altogether. All Scorponok was was a cool character. I mean, just just like Triptychon, but but unfortunately, you know, it's kind of unfair for Fortress Maximus and and Scorponok in the in the reputation area because to me, I only remember them from the Rebirth episodes. I don't. I, don't, I mean, mm. they they probably showed up. I mean, they I mean they had a bigger presence in the Headmaster series, but I don't have nostalgia for the Headmaster series. I saw I saw them because I I discovered them later on, but you know, as a kid growing up. I didn't know they had episodes after Rebirth, or I mean, well, I guess in Japan they didn't even consider Rebirth <laughs> yeah, to exist. Yeah. So all I remember from Scorponok is, you know, I, is is he showed up in, in in this, you know, the Rebirth episodes, and the Rebirth episodes were crudely drawn, <laughs> so so they were inferior to everything before that. Yeah, so. it's that that whole Acom animation, which is unfortunate. You know, it's not it's not the whole uh, what TMS good stuff that's in call of the primitives so i guess yeah. you, you know but but we were we were uh we were kind of actually praising because for for acom like Ooh. that those episodes are pretty good for acom so mm -hmm. yeah so but but you know I, I don't give him many more points for reputation but in terms of looks i mean i think he's cool i mean probably not as cool as Trypticon, but it's pretty cool he's, he's a scorpionock i mean i just recently got a black zarek because I never had a Scorponok before, and I, my friend had a Scorponok, and I thought it was one of the coolest toys. So, so he's definitely one of the best designed toys ever. I mean, you know, even whether whether it's in robot mode or in sc or scorpion mode, they were they, they were they both look great. I, I I don't know why anybody would use him. I guess in base mode. <laughs> I mean, I think the base mode flies as well too. So maybe they needed a spaceship. But but you know, robot mode and and scorpion mode. I mean that's really cool. So so Scorpionok, I mean I, I I'm gonna be you know a lot of points for just looking really cool as a merchandise. No, I, I never owned any of them until probably recently where I where I bought a Black Zark. But I remember as 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 a kid I was playing with my friend Scorpionok. So I mean he he was as cool as as what 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 you saw in 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 the cartoon. I I would give Scorpionok I guess around I guess around a seven. For me, I I did actually like Metroplex and Scorponok fit that 
you know, ju- just enough to squeak by price point. So I, I did have a Scorponok as a kid. I, I did love the Scorponok as a kid. I, I, I find myself looking at this image that we're, we're looking at and kind of thinking how it's a very Ditko color scheme. You know, it's the whole purple and green thing or whatever. You know, it's kind of got the green goblin colors or whatever. And and that kind of works like those colors kind of complement one another and everything. So so I do I do enjoy his visual. I, you know, it's like, I I get what Mike's saying. It's tough because, you know, essentially or ostensibly the, the Scorponok from the Rebirth or even the Scorponok in, in Headmasters, th- th- those are completely a different character from the Zarek and Scorponok in the Transformers Marvel comics. And especially once... Simon Furman takes over, you know, after and 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 the 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 long and dimensional arc he has. I mean, he's almost, you know, the 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 Magneto of the Transformers, you know, where he goes from being, you know, on the side of the devils to becoming, you know, almost like a, a good friend of Optimus Prime's, you know. So like that, I mean, th- th- those moments, like in in those series, like in the later half of it, like that, I think bumps up his reputation as a character you know like i i think i think scorponok is the inverse of what i feel about metroplex the the i i don't know that i have as much passion fun and nostalgia about the toy itself or or playing with the base modes or anything like that or even thinking he has i don't know a, a lot of great titan battles with other characters right like that none of that comes into it but but as far as character goes when it comes to like the marvel comics it, it he's probably of all the guys we talked about so far uh, and again it's unfair because you know they didn't play him like a city bot they kind of played him like a decepticon commander and everything so i i i, I get why that's a little you know fuzzy but to me of the characters we've talked about so far, he is by far the most layered and developed character. So I think for that, I'm I'm going to still give him a high score, but I'm going to give him an eight because I, I just I think the character, you know, bumps that up for me. And and again, I, I you know, I did own the Scorponok toy as a kid. And so I do have some association with it. Okay, so Scorponok gets a 20, 23 points for, for a possible 30 out of us. It will take more than your pathetic little dogs to stop Scorponok! Watch this, Scrap for Brains! Okay, and then we're on to our final city bot, Fortress Maximus. And again, like Scorponok, the Marvel comic played him as like a norm, relatively normal-sized character, so he got a lot more like character development and interaction than you know he would have gotten in like in the cartoon where he was just you know the giant city bot. And I mean, yeah, and in 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 Japan as well, it's like he the the smaller characters were basically using the giant bodies as giant bodies so they got more characterization that way than like metroplex and trypticon would have gotten so maybe it is a little unfair I, i've never although like saying that though like i mean i i like uh, fortress maximus i mean i i 
his character was always like, oh, he was tired of war. He was always trying to run away from war. I mean, it, it, it was a it was like, you know, compelling reading, but like it's not something I, you know, I, I'm drawn to, I guess. So, I mean, as a character, I was never like super drawn to him or anything. I mean, he looks cool. Like, I mean, but kind of, kind of I think like whereas Metroplex might have a good city mode, like Fortress Maximus has a good like battle station mode. Like and I think that's where it like the name comes from, like Fortress, like, you know, because he looks like a. Uh, for, the way he, he's laid out, he looks like a like impenetrable, like sort of. Well, it's funny. He's got like a little like jail cell like in his leg, like the toy does, and he, he's used as like a jail in a couple like fictional things, like Transformers versus GI Joe and Beast Wars Uprising. So it, it's kind of like he's a giant like, pr- and he's a prison warden in IDW comics. So it's kind of like he's a giant jail or something. So, like, I mean, like, that's, I think he's, he looks really cool. I had a, the kind of the shell of a, like, Fortress, Ma- G1 Fortress Maximus for a while. Like, a friend, like, traded it to me. And all it had was Cerebros, like, the head. So, like, I, I mean, I, I have an idea of what the original Fortress Maximus was like to play with. But, I, I mean, I got him when I was, like, a teenager. So, I just, you know, I thought he was awesome. I stood him up in my room or whatever. And he just, you know, was stood in the corner, basically, because he, he didn't have any parts to him or anything aside from his head. But And I never owned, like, the new Fortress Maximus that was, like, just recently released as part of, like, the Titans Return line or whatever. But, I mean, I, they look cool. I have nothing, certainly nothing against them. Like, but again, like, I think like I never really had a huge attachment to Fortress Maximus as like a, you know, favorite character, but I I don't have a problem with them either. And I probably like them a little better than Metroplex. So like, I'll give them a seven. Fortress Maximus, like, like, like with Scorpion, my, my only, you know, recollection was, was doing rebirth episodes. I, I know like, you know, later on, like it's in the Headmaster series and even the comics, he was, became more of a general. He kind of, you know, took over for was it Rodimus or was it for Optimus? I don't know. I think I think it went from. You know, I, I think it's both, depending on what you're watching, right? In the in the right. Japanese series, he takes over for for Rodimus, and in the 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 comics, pretty much he he sort of subs in for Optimus while he's you know right. dead until he becomes a power master later on. Yeah, yeah. So you could probably blame Rebirth for ruining him for me because you know Rebirth just made him to a little pussy. So, you know, Cerebro was like, you know, the brains of, of the, he was the head for, for Fortress Maximus, but the, that rebirth, those rebirth episodes really made Cerebro really weak. And then all of a sudden he becomes this big giant base. And I guess that that's the difference between Fortress Maximus and everybody else is he's huge. He's just really, really huge. He's much bigger than, than uh, Metroplex. So that's a reputation like like he himself is is the the spaceship he's the base he's just really really big that, that that's his reputation right there and in terms of looks i mean he's he's a big guy with guns probably not i i don't think he looks as cool as as metroplex i mean whoever designed him i mean they were like how do i how, how do i make you know how do i you know make him better looking than metroplex well just make him bigger I guess he, he he does look cool in in, in all of his in, in all of his modes you know and he was he was a city mode because he was just really really big but in terms of a merchandise uh, you know about, about this time and in, in, in the whole transformer lore I mean the toys were you know just the details in them I mean they, they 
they, they were just they just didn't look as cool as they were in in in, previ in previous generations of Transformers toys. So 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 Fortress Maximus, everybody remember, every all toy collectors know about Fortress Maximus. He, he's you know he was the really large toy that nobody could afford. I mean, just like the USS flag is yeah. for you know, yeah. GI Joe. <laughs> it's it's mm -hmm. like everybody remembers the US flag because it's it's really really big and Fortress Maximus is really really big in transformers lore so every toy collector knows about him and you know before they you know takara started reissuing him it was really hard to find a fortress maximus especially complete and i think in you know the in japan they released the, the fortress maximus came with a sword unfortunately in america he never had a sword which which is which is unfortunate but i think fortress maximus i, I guess he was that's all he was was just big i i guess he, he didn't but he didn't he didn't to me he didn't he didn't stand out as as you know being any much cooler you know than metroplex other than just being really really big i i i would probably give him probably around a seven here and then you know probably probably that's probably rank him too high because you know like i said Re rebirth really screwed up with with uh his personality cerebros we're all safe i'm very glad to hear that spike and now that you don't need me anymore please deactivate me what are you out of your i don't want to fight anymore please spike shut me down forever man cerebros taking away all the points man <laughs> no I, I i'm probably gonna come counter to you guys on this because fortress maximus is probably my second favorite transformer almost like like i i think what i love about fortress maximus is he's a good guy and like most superhero fantasies to me he's kind of like a power trip fantasy and it was always that thing i i still i mean when i was a kid i fantasized about it i always tell the story like when I was being made to run track by PE teachers and I had to get orthopedic arches because my feet hurt so bad because of it and all this stuff. My big fantasy when I was reading the Marvel comics was I, I wished I could transform my head or my body into the head of Cerebro and Cerebro could transform into Fortress Maximus. And then I would just take like one step and be like, there, I've run like four laps or whatever. Like that was that was like my big fantasy or whatever. And I, I, I loved Fortress Maximus because of that. I think Transformers 39 is like one of my favorite Marvel comics. Like I love the, you know, and I guess technically he's getting his ass whooped in it, but like it's that Club Con thing where they they launch the island that turns into a space shuttle and Buster's in the the under the dome and Spike is, you know, his brother and he's trying to chase after him. So he comes after him in the huge Fortress Maximus, you know, the the big, the huge Fortress Maximus body. And then like the, the base fires a rocket at the huge body and and then he's Cerebros, and then Shockwave comes out and blasts Cerebros, and then finally he's just Spike kind of doing the the Wrath of Khan thing with Buster, you know, like talking to him behind the plexiglass and everything. But, like, I love that. I, I kind of get why maybe, like, Cerebros doesn't have, like, the best rep, but I always kind of maybe ignore that for Spike because, like, in that, like, Spike was sort of with the Transformers from season one and, and he's the most, I don't know, aggressive component of Fortress Maximus, you know, like the most sort of decisive component of Fortress Maximus. And that worked for my sort of power trip fantasy, as it were. I never did own a Fortress Maximus, whatever kind of 
incarnation it was. And then I will say it's it. I don't know if this will ever come to be or not, but I mean, they did take pre-orders for a fans toy Cerebros that is as big as a regular sized masterpiece transformer. So it makes you wonder like if they ever will release that Fortress Maximus, just how gigantic it's going to be. And like, you know, by this point, who knows with all the inflation, it's like going to be like a $2,000 toy or something crazy. But I, I, I'd be curious to see if that ever comes out, even just to admire it from afar. Like that's something where you just look at it and kind of go, Whoa, like that, that would be cool. And I, I can't forget because I'm a big Star Trek nerd. I love that Fortress Maximus was the Starship Enterprise and was like merged with Captain Kirk and all that stuff in Star Trek Transformers. <laughs> so that like totally like shoots like that. All that stuff like shoots Fortress Maximus through the roof for me. So uh, and the sword's cool, too. So so I'm going to I'm 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 going to kind of counterman some of the lower scores. I'm going to give Fort Max a 10 because for me in my book, like he's he's probably the most awesome out of all these guys. All right, so that's 24 points for Fort Max, and that's the end of our city countdown. So we've got Trypticon in first place with 28 points, Fortress Maximus in second place with 24 points, tied for third place is Metroplex and Scorponok with 23 points, and coming in dead last is Omega Supreme with 20 points. But Omega I guess Supreme, he was dead last. Yeah, <laughs> dead last. Yeah, he wasn't in he wasn't in his right weight class. So I mean, I guess we can cut him some slack. But I mean, he 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 would be the big fish if he was in like with the combiners and stuff. But here he's the 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 little minnow. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. But yeah, that that was our our countdown of uh, uh, Titan base class guys. Uh-huh. So like, I guess we'll move on then to uh, the the main event, which is like our our countdown of Gestalt's uh, combiners, whatever you want to call them. I picked mostly like G one Gestalt's, and like I mean, there's t- there's tons more of these than there are base guys, and like I, I picked you know most all the usual suspects and some like some of the newer guys. It's bad news, Strapper. They brought out the heavy artillery. Then it's time we did the same, only heavier. Constructicons transform. Phase one! Now, transform phase two! Prepare to meet your doom. Nothing can withstand the might of Devastator! Yeah, so we'll start off with the probably the most famous like Gestalt combiner and Transformers, a Devastator. Uh, you know, the the six Constructicons form Devastator. Probably, I mean, he's probably super famous. Like, uh, I mean, everyone knows, like, you know, Devastator from, like, the animated movie and the cartoon and everything. I mean, he showed up in the Marvel comics a bit. He showed up in all the comics. Like, no matter what era, you always have Devastator running around. Even even though, like, I think he, he as in terms of rep goes, I mean, he's the strongest guy there is as long as there are no other combiners, like, in in the, like, nearby 
vicinity because usually he's used as like a measuring stick for newer combiners. So like, you know, he'll he'll lose to, you know, Bruticus and get beaten up by Menasaur and like all that stuff. But I mean, if no one else is around, I mean, only the Dinobots or Omega Supreme can fight him. So, I mean, he's a big deal. Like it must be said he's got a unified color scheme because all the, the Constructicons are green or, or yellow. Yeah, so. I mean, he looks, he certainly looks cool. Like, I mean, I had the Generation 2 Constructicons in Devastator. And, like, I mean, they're virtually identical except for color to the Generation 1 ones. And, like, I was really happy to get them. And they're, I think they're awesome toys. And, like, I mean, for their time. But, I mean, they they still pretty much hold up today as being pretty charming. And I think, like... My my G two Devastator I think can still stay together. I mean, there's some there are some bits like I know Bone Crusher kind of slides off his little like tab sometimes. A really nice looking toy. Like if if you have him like on your desk, like most people who even have a casual interest in Transformers kind of remember him, where they're like, oh yeah. You know, the six construction vehicles that form a giant robot. Yeah, like, so, like I said, he's probably the most famous Gestalt altogether. As a character, I mean, there's not much to him. He's just a big, like, you know, angry dude who, like, smashes stuff. Like, I mean, he's kind of like the Hulk. I mean, he's green and purple. I mean, and he's not really my favorite combiner, but I think, you know, he's super important. He's super memorable. I'm going to give Devastator an eight. I would I would agree with uh, what Mike said about Devastator. I mean, he, he was kind of the he was he he was a huge deal. Like my favorite stories with Devastator, are like you know when he when when he fights the Dinobots when the you know when the first Dinobots first appeared on in the cartoon, they came out. You know, Teletran one was you know had to wake them up because all the Autobots were busy fighting the the Decepticons, and so the Constructicons were were attacking the Ark, and then. And then, and then there was became you know Devastator against against the Dinobots. If my memory serves, Devastator did win, but then you know Optimus shot Devastator, and then he you know, then he fell apart. But you know that episode that was really cool. I think that may have been the first appearance of Devastator as also because the Dinobots were just beating up the Constructicons, and the Constructicons just said, "Okay, guys, we got we got to plan a new strategy. Let's let's combine." And they go into like phase one, and then phase two. And then it was, I mean, that was, that was a great episode. The other episode I remember is when the, the Autobots were able to control Devastator. Like he was a huge game changer. Like, like, like Devastator was, like I say, was a big deal. He changed like, 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 like the, the, the Decepticons had a huge advantage with them. And then the Autobots found a way to change all of the, all, all of the Constructicons and put them on, on the Autobot team. And then, you know, the Constructicons were, were fighting for the Autobots for a little while. But, but, you know, by the end, the Constructicons got all their mind, you know, back. And then they joined back with the Devastators. And, 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 and Daniel was, was crying because <laughs> he, 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 he missed Devastator on the Autobots team. So, and, of course, you know, he has that presence in that movie where, where you know, he was this game changer when... when when they were they had their they were take, when they were attacking Autobot City and then Devastator comes and and he kind of just just you know was was about to just destroy the whole uh, Autobot City himself until you know Optimus Prime and the Dinobots came so so Devastator I mean he's he's one of the first toys I mean one of the first combiners and you know he's he's had a lasting impression I mean 
I would, you know, if, if I had to judge based, based on just the aesthetics, you know, I wouldn't say, I don't think, you know, the Devastator would be the best looking, you know, combiner, but, but, but they did a lot more with him in, in all the stories. I, I think he looks cool, but, you know, later on, you know, Takara came out with, with better looking, better looking combiners. And then when it came to the merchandise, I think, you know, of all the original combiners, he was probably one of the best ones. He was, he was a first and then, and then he stayed as, as still one of the best designed ones, even, even after like, you know, 10 others, uh, you know, came out after him, he still stuck out as, as, as a pretty solid toy. Him, only him and Predaking had, had six parts. Oh, so sorry. Peronicon also had six parts. I thought he was, you know, very well designed. I later on got, got like the San Diego exclusive ones, which was, I guess, a masterpiece sized uh, Devastator, which is really, really cool as well, too. But I think Devastator is, is, you know, based on all the story that they did with him and, and, and how solid a toy is. And, you know, and I remember, you know, the toy, the shist, the, the fists shot out. So, so they, they did some unique things with that toy that they didn't do with any other gestalt. I would rank, I mean, I would, I would give Devastator nine points. I mean, I, I just, I just think with all the background story and, 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 and as a toy itself, he was a solid toy. So I would give him a nine. Yeah. Devastator is, is someone I'd like to call an OG because Devastator is the OG combiner, right? He's the, the OG gestalt, right? And, and I, I have lots of nostalgia for Devastator. Like you said, that the heavy metal war where they first show up, like that's, that's an awesome episode and everything transformers 10 when devastator first shows up in the marvel comics and kicks the crap out of all the autobots like that's that's pretty memorable for me as well the the toys themselves lots of good memories about that i uh you know i probably went into this story a dozen times but you know bone crusher was my first constructicon and i was like how how am i going to get all the rest of these or whatever and you know, it was Easter Sunday and, you know, my dad was always going on about how he's going to shoot the Easter Bunny. But the Easter Bunny eventually managed to evade my dad and dropped off the other five Constructicons. And so I was able to make Devastator. And so that's that's something that I cherish. And, you know, as far as the toy goes, I mean, it's it's awesome because it's the first. But then, I mean, you know you could sneeze and that poor thing would fall apart. So whenever like Optimus like would shoot him with one blow or the rumble and frenzy would take him apart in the movie. Like, I, I feel like that's a secret nod to everybody who ever owned that toy, because it's not like it was the most stable of combiners. Right. But for me, there's no getting past like, you know, he's the first and, and, you know, just a, a lot of, uh, fun nostalgic memories and and to me he is aesthetically pleasing i mean they're all construction vehicles you know i mean i may i may make a big fuss when they start changing his colors from g1 to g2 but uh, outside of that like i i really like devastator so i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a 10 for devastator all right that means devastator leads us off with a 20 27 points all right. The aerial bots are taking their shot. Double-bolt blast and combat a gun. They can all change and be rearranged. Just form a super robot. 
Okay, now we we will move on to the first Autobot combiner, Gestalt Superion, the combined form of the Aerial Bots. Superion, I mean, he was a big, sort of a big deal, because like I said, he was the first, like, you know, Autobot combiner. But I mean, also, I think he was kind of overshadowed, though, by like, you know... It wasn't like he was a counter to the to the Constructicons, like because they already, you know, their their counter was like either the Dinobots or Omega Supreme. So, I mean, he was introduced with the Stunticons and Menasaur. So, I mean, he was like he already had a like built-in rival, pretty much. A lot of times, I feel like Superion, like in in especially in the Marvel comics. Like they they really played up that aspect of his tech spec where it said like Superion would like go out of control sometimes or like he would threaten humans because he was so straightforward in his thinking that he wouldn't think about protecting humans and just like you know attack Decepticons and stuff. So like I feel like they they use that in the Marvel UK comics a lot where it's like Superion's out of control like or something. And I mean, in, in the cartoon, he was he was pretty steadfast. I mean, but, you know, when the hate plague infected him, like it, Superion was like a big threat that they had to, like, you know, take care of. Because, like, I mean, he was he was, uh, again, out of control. So toy wise, like the original Superion, like I, I have the G2 version of him or I did. I, I think I've lost most of him now, but. Uh, I never really liked it. I mean, Silverbolt's legs are too long, so they, like, so Superion has big stocky legs, and, like, I don't know, he never really held up too well, and, like, for some reason, like, the Aerialbot's heads were were all kind of fragile, so it felt like, I think my slingshot, since, the G2 slingshot, at least, cause since it was, like, made of gold plastic, he would, like, I know reports of him like snapping off inside Superion's like when he like his the little head connector like snapping off inside Superion. So he was never very stable. I mean, he looks decently cool. Like, I, I mean, and I like his, I have his new toys like the Combiner Wars toys, and it's very much improved from the G1 toy. I don't know. Like, I've, I've never been a, you know, huge fan of Superion in general. So, I, I mean, I'll give him a six. Superion, well, yeah, I, I don't have much love for this guy either. <laughs> I mean, he shows up in 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 a, in a few episodes, but you know, I guess I guess that you know, Superion was pretty much you know, hey, the Decepticons has all these planes, you know, so Autobots they need to respond to that, and, and you know, they need to get they need to get someone other than Jetfire who can fly. So they created you know the aerial bots. And then the aerial bots, you know, to take it a step further, they they would combine into Superion. But but I don't have any memorable episodes with with the with the aerial bots. And in terms of looks, I mean, the, what made him unique was that he had sort of like this this, this cannon that was attached to his arm. He didn't it wasn't something like a gun that he would just hold his hand and like it was it was uh, was it was just a cannon that was just went went to from his shoulder all the way out. So he had this long gun, but in looks, I mean, it was it looks it looks okay. I mean, you know, in in the cartoon series, he looked okay. As a toy, he was terrible. It was it was you won't talk about a toy that you know that was pretty flimsy and probably would fall off. That was Superion, because and it all because you know, well, the biggest factor was that they used silver bolts. You know, his 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 skinny legs <laughs> to be to the uh, and and then they attached him to two other aerial bots. And so, so, so Superion had the skinniest legs and, and you can, it was, it was, it was tough trying to 
keep Cyprian standing up more so than Devastator. Devastator, yeah, he he was you know he wasn't very articulate in terms of the the legs, but Cyprian, I mean those, those skinny legs, I hated that toy. <laughs> it was it was it was just terrible because they had the silver bolt legs attached to these small aerial bots and there was no stability. Like he was either leaning forward or leaning back, and you know you just you just hope that you know. The, the the other aerial bots that were part of the ankles like 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 their heads didn't come off you know so as a toy I have I have terrible memories of of them he's he was individually the planes look okay they were never as cool as like you know say Starscream or Skywarp or or Thundercracker but and when 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 they merged to Superior he was like ten times even worse <laughs> it was just a terrible toy so I give I give Superior a two because this is probably my my least favorite of of of, of the you know the the Autobot uh, combiners ouch two <laughs> all right yeah I I don't hate Superion but I'm not like super in love with him I. I never had a complete Superion. I'm I'm constantly trolled on this show because I say my favorite aerial bot is Slingshot, and Mike has has kindly sent me a T-shirt that says I love Toasthead and all that stuff, right? <laughs> but I mean, I I had Slingshot, I had uh, Skydive, and I think Fireflight. Like, but I never had enough to assemble them. Hearing you talk about how silver bolt you know the legs didn't work i mean i imagine some of the frustration comes where you know it's like parts forming where you have to put on like chest pieces and all this stuff that like constantly would fall off if you're trying to like you know fly them around or whatever you try to do with your your combiner and stuff like that i i think you know i'll i'll give him some love because i think of most of the autobot combiners I feel like there are memorable stories. I don't know if they enhance his reputation, though. You know, it's like it's like Superior got his ass kicked by Circuit Breaker, and everybody who listens to this show knows how I feel about Circuit Breaker. So that's pretty fucking embarrassing. <laughs> and I, I I think in terms of maybe positives, like I feel like they played a decent role in the War Dawn episode. I don't know how much Superion had to do with that episode. But I mean, in terms of the aerial bots playing a role and all that kind of stuff, you know, they, 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 you know, they, they I think the aerial bots have pretty good personality sets, but as far as once Superion's combined, I don't know that that does too much for me. So, so I, I, I guess I can appreciate, you know, a, a multitude of aspects to it, but I think there are Autobot gestalts that i like less than superion so i think for me i'm i'm I'm, i think i'm gonna give him a seven like i'm not gonna go like to the moon with it or anything but i i I don't want to give him like a a d or an f like he's not a d or an f combiner for me so that's what i'll go with superion gets 15 points from us my cars have a secret which will rip your puny planes right out of the sky Decepticons, unite! And we will move on to his Decepticon counterpart, Menasaur, the combined form of the Stunticons. And I know our our, our fellow fan hole, Brian Breakdown, like, I mean, he calls his online name is Breakdown, so you can tell, like, he loves the Stunticons. I help however do not like the stunticons and i do not like menasaur like i think he is menasaur might be one of my least favorite gestalts like altogether i i i don't know i i just think the cars look 
weird on him. Like, like they, the jets on Superion look like sleek and like, you know, the wings kind of poking off his arm kind of like make for a like threatening silhouette. I don't know why, but like Menasaur, it just doesn't work for me. Like, and, and the, the toy is even more like the animation model. Like, you know, he has a normal head, but the toy it's like since Motormaster just has like a big hood on his back, like they just made his like gestalt head a mask for the original toy. So I don't know. He looks like he's hunchbacked. I don't know. Like he, I, I didn't even get like the Combiner Wars, like the new versions of the Stunticons, because I just didn't think they looked very good. Like out of all the Stunticons, I think like Dead End, I love like as a as a character. He's one of my favorite characters. But all the other Stunticons, I think, I are kind of boring, like personality wise, and like I, I just. I don't know. I, I, I think Menasaur in general, like he doesn't I, I don't think he has a good rep either. Like, I feel like I, he loses more fights than than average. Like, I mean, he only beat Bruticus and like Starscream's brigade because he like snuck up on him. So and I think he gets his ass kicked in a lot of comics, too. So, yeah, like I'm not a big fan of Menasaur in general. I mean, he does have a cool like giant sword. So, I mean, that's something. But I'm I'm going to give Menasaur a three. OK. So, I mean, what I remember most about Menasaur is that, you know, I remember that episode where the Autobots, you know, posed as 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 all the, you know, different parts of Menasaur. And they even combined in the episode to, to fight Menasaur. It's like, you know, coming Motormaster was a truck. I mean, I mean, of course, so Optimus would play the truck. <laughs> so I forgot who, who else would play the other parts, but I, I thought that was a really fun episode. And other than that, like you said, the other time that I remember Menasaur was was you know when after Bruticus beat up everybody else, Menasaur came to save Megatron. So I guess according to that episode, Menasaur is stronger than Bruticus. But Menasaur, you know, he's I guess he's nothing more than a brute. You know, in, in terms of you know how he looks, he's he's fine. I mean, I mean, he, he, I guess he can look better. You know, but you know he's not definitely not the worst looking Gestalt, and and you know his colors are. There's no uniform color because because each of the parts were different, but as as a toy, the the toy, I mean, it doesn't it's not the prettiest toy, but what what would annoy me more of the toy was was that the car the chess piece. So I think that 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 little car came from Motormaster, you know, and that that chess piece never stayed on. I mean, it depends. Some in some cases, you know, I would have the toy because I, I had multiple Menasaurs when I was later on. And then some cases, the the toy, uh, the the chess piece stayed on fine, but a lot of cases, the toy, the chess would just keep falling off because it was so loose. So, but but Menasaur, I I think you know, to me, he's probably one of the maybe one of the better designed toys. And you know, I do have you know good recollection of when when the Autobots you know disguise themselves as the as as the stunticons and so i probably i'd probably give menacer like a middle row like maybe like six points i know bobby skullface loves menacer and i know our fellow fan hall brian breakdown loves menacer i'm kind of a little more like mike i i still think menacer is pretty cool like i i think they're kind of i mean the the fact that their counterpart with the aerial bots like i i almost feel like it's the same set of feelings I have where I think to me, actually the individual pieces of Minasaur have a lot of personality and I, I don't know, like I almost feel like 
Minnesota is just a giant motor master or something. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, you know, dead end has his kind of, you know, nihilistic attitude and everything. And I, I guess I always liked dead end and wild rider because I had those toys. And then later I did get motor master. So there was some appreciation for those characters, you know, evil Decepticon car modes and that kind of thing. But Minasaur himself, I mean, outside of the the cool sword, like everybody's saying, like I don't, I kind of agree. I don't, I don't find the different car color parts aesthetically pleasing. When they go to like G two colors, I find it even more uglier. Sorry, Brian. So like that that kind of thing, like I don't, I don't really get. Story wise, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like Minasaur is. I mean, he's there, but he, he's kind of like the middle child or something, you know, like, like, it's just like he's he, there's nothing wrong. But but he's not he's not the baby and he's not he's he's not the oldest, you know, so like there's something where he kind of gets lost in the shuffle for me a bit. It, it's hard for me to think of any particular media or story that helps me isolate him. So but but again, there there are probably Decepticon combiners that. I, I I may I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I may like less or at least are on par with how I feel about Minasaur. So I'm going to duplicate my Superion. I'm going to give Minasaur a seven. Oh, Larry, what was your rating for Minasaur? Sorry, I blanked out for a second. No problem. I, I gave him a six. OK, so Minasaur gets 16 points from us. Oh, no more, Bruticus! No more harm will come to the humans! All right, so now we move on to Defensor, the combining the combined form of the Protectabots. Defensor, I guess, like, kind of gets a bad rap because, I, I he, like, he was the last of the original, like, scramble gestalts, like, uh, from the second season to be introduced. And, like, the, the creative team got him, like, all his information last, so they had to, like, shove him into the very last episodes of the second season. So he didn't really get as much spotlight as the others. So, I mean, and he's got the, you know, he, he, he's got the, uh, the, the, the anchor of being in the two worst episodes of G1 ever, both bot and carnage in C minor. So, I mean, poor Menasaur, uh, poor De Defensor has that not going for him. I think he looks cool. I think all like, you know, the theme of rescue vehicles is a cool one. And I think like his color scheme, like really works like mostly reds and whites and like, you know, then you've got blue for hot spot in the middle. And I think that actually makes him look really cool. Uh, you know, again, he doesn't have the best rep like in the, in comics or, you know, fiction. Like I think he, he gets his ass kicked a lot. Like, and he, you know, it says his tech specs say he has a force field, but like he, he barely ever uses it. And when he does use it, it doesn't really help all that much. So as far as toys goes, I've never owned a G1 Defensor. I always wanted one. Like, I had an old scrap of an old uh, uh, um, catalog that I found, like, somewhere, like, on a playground or something that showed all the Protectabots, and I always desperately wanted them, but I never ended up getting them. But I do I do own the new Combiner Wars Defensor, and they're, like, they're all really good, and he, he holds together really well. I like I think I like Defensor better than Superion and, and Menasaur, but he's not really one of my favorite gestalts either. So, I mean, I'll give him a seven. Yeah. So Defensor is he's a little strange. This is a little strange. So so Defensor, what makes up Defensor? A fire truck, 
uh, a helicopter, uh, you know, a, a bike, and then there was an ambulance, uh, and then a police car. So like half of that stuff, they already represented on on the Autobots team. Like you already had a fire truck. I mean, and you know, a, a police car with Prowl, and then you had the ambulance with this ratchet. And then there was there was no motorcycle. But come on, thinking of motorcycle as as a as as a leg piece <laughs> for for Gestalt. I mean. And then one of the arms was was a helicopter. So it was a, it was a very unique mix of all these different protective bots. But but you're right. The the theme of of you know I guess I don't know civil services. <laughs> I mean that, that was that and and then his his special power was a force field. I think I think you know I think I think the themes is, is put together very well. And like you said. I, I, I do not remember him. Hard, I hardly ever remember him from the from the cartoon series. I mean, I, I when I when I rewatched the TV series, yeah, I, I I can spot him, but I know him more from the comics themselves than I did from the cartoon series, which which is a shame because they they probably could have done more with with Defensor. The 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 toy itself, he's probably one of the best designed just out of, out of all of them. He was he was solid. He wasn't somebody who you're just gonna you know you can just blow the wind and he'll he'll fall off. Probably the the biggest challenge with him was the part of Hotspot's ladder. The base part of the Hotspot's ladder was the head of Defensor. So if you had a loose Hotspot and the ladder kept falling down, the head would keep falling off. But otherwise, Defensor was was a very solid solid toy. But you know, like I said earlier. He's probably pretty much non-existent in in the cartoon, and I, I I knew him more from the comics. So I wish he had more backstory because I I, I think you know they could have done a lot more with him. He was he was underutilized, but you know still a solid toy. He he, he still looks pretty cool. I, I I do think it's like I said, I do think it's weird to have one of the parts be a motorcycle, but you know the Autobots guess needed a motorcycle somewhere. But then you know half of the stuff is redundant. I mean, you think of ambulance. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think of you know whatever that protective bot's name is. But I think of Ratchet and Hotspot. I would you know. I I would think of what's his name. I, I you know. I'm drawing a blank on what the In, other Inferno. Hot... Inferno. Yes, Inferno. And of course, I think of Prowl. So some some of the some of the roles of these protective bots were pretty redundant. But I, I would give Defensor like a four, just because I think his backstory was really hurting. Did they ever play with that in Combiner Wars, Mike? Like where they made like some of those characters combiners? Because didn't like Optimus Prime combine with some people? Yeah, they they had they had, an, they had a, a Gestalt made of Optimus, Prowl, Mirage, Ironhide, and uh, Sunstreaker, I think. Ah, so okay, yeah, but... okay, huh, okay. That'd be interesting if they had one with like Ratchet and Prowl and Inferno or something. But yeah, yeah, okay. I, I feel like there's going to be cognitive dissonance between how many Protectobots I owned as a kid and the ranking I'm about to give the poor bastard. But that's how it is. The toy was cool. I mean, I, I had Hotspot. I had Blades and then lost him somehow. I had First Aid and I had Groove. I think Groove was my first Protectobot. And for some reason, I thought it was cool because I tried to put like G.I. Joe's on Groove because he was a motorcycle and stuff. I don't think I ever owned Streetwise. So that was the one I would have to like swap in like a, I don't know, dead end or an aerial bot or something, you know, to, to make the guy stand up or something like that. So the toy was fine. I, I thought the toy was cool. As far as second season, the episode season or 
atrocious. The most memorable for me, like my favorite Transformers episode is the burden hardest to bear. And Defensor is getting chumped by Cyclonus in that, you know, no more harm must come to the humans. You know, like that's that's the most memorable thing about Defensor to me was him pleading uh, to to not hurt humans and then getting shot in the back. So that's that's kind of how that that's my that's my mental image of Defensor is him pleading and then getting you know shot up. Decisions been taken out of your hands, Defensor. Yours too, Cyclonus. So that's that's kind of how I remember him in multimedia. So he doesn't exactly have a strong rep. The whole force field thing is a joke because, I mean, he just doesn't have enough energon to sustain it. So he might as well not have it. You know, it'd be like he'll use it for like two seconds, and he's like, "Oh, I'm tired." You know, I, I got to go to sleep, you know, like he, he just I, I used up all my power. Goodbye. Like that's that's defense or in a nutshell. So I think, you know, for, for the toys, I'm not going to let them totally fall like below, but I think I'm going to give him a four. Like I, I, I just, you know, his rep is not the best and I'm just going to go along with that. So unfortunately, defense or buddy, you get a four. Doki, so that gives Defensor a total of 15 points. I have prepared for this emergency, Megatron. Combatic hands merge into Bruticus! Then we will move on to Defensor's counterpart, Bruticus, uh, the combined form of, of the Combaticons. Bruticus is my favorite Gestalt. Like, and I, I, what do you call it? I've always loved the Combaticons. Like, I think Bruticus looks awesome. Like, I think his... For the most part, I mean, Swindle's a little like, you know, the yellow of Swindle kind of clashes. But I think, you know, he's kind of got an earthy like color scheme. So, like, I, I think he looks cool. Like he, he's got a, you know, a nice united colors for the most part. I've always loved any story featuring the Combaticons. And if they form Bruticus, like all the better. Like Derek mentioned the fall of Cybertron video game. I think like, you know, Brut you can play as Bruticus. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the I think that's the first time you can play as like a combining Transformer in any Transformer video game. So, I mean, that's a big deal to me. And that level is awesome. Like they they accurately like let you feel like you have the power of a combiner, like when you're playing as Bruticus. So like, I mean, that's a very satisfying video game like experience. I've had a ton of versions of the Combaticons. Like, I've had the G2 versions. There was, like, those War for Cybertron toys. Like, I didn't have all of them, but I almost, like, I almost wanted them. Like, I had the Energon Bruticus. I, I had the Combiner Wars Bruticus. Like, I, you know, I, I just, I like Bruticus. And they, they really reissued, his, like, his original mold a whole lot. Like, not only G2, but, you know, he was in Robots in Disguise as Ruination. Like, you know, and then they, they redecode Ruination several times. 
times. Like, and I was tempted to get him every time he re- was redecode because I love Bruticus. And I, I mean, usually when he shows up, he's a big deal. Like, I mean, stars his premiere episode, like Starscream's Brigade, like he was, you know, Starscream's personal like Gestalt basically, and he beat down Devastator. And like I said, I think Menasaur only beat him because he got the jump on him. So. And yeah, so like I, I pretty much love Bruticus whenever he shows up. So he's getting a full 10 for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have fond memories of Brut- Well, so as a kid, I had Onslaught. So that was like one of my most favorite Transformers as a kid was that, you know, I, I, got, I had Onslaught as a Christmas gift and pretty much made up like 80% of Bruticus. And I had no idea what kind of vehicle it was other than he was like this long robot. I mean, a long vehicle with, with a cannon on top. And I, you know, the, the theme of Bruticus is really cool. So it's a military theme. I mean, they're in a war and then you have a military theme team. And it made sense that they were on the Decepticons. And then the other cool thing I love about Bruticus is that episode where Starscream created Bruticus from just a, just from like, I think it was just a bunch of, from a bunch of junk. I mean, so I don't, I don't know how Starscream gave them personalities, you know, you know, it gave them ability to think for themselves. But I, I love the fact that Starscream built Bruticus. I, I, I didn't, I don't quite understand how he chose a space shuttle as, 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 as a member of the team. I don't mean, you know, I think of military, I don't think of a space shuttle. So Blastoff, I don't know where he came from, but, you know, you know, Swindle and Brawl, they, they made sense. And then Vortex, I mean, that, that was a good part. And then Onslaught, like, like, like I have a lot of love for, for Onslaught. So I think this is, you know, one of the best gestalts in, in all the series, despite the fact I, I don't know why there's a, there's a space shuttle part of the team. And, you know, when, uh, when, when, when Starscream, af- after he built Bruticus, I mean, he pretty much was, you know, taking apart uh, the Decepticons until, until, you know, Menasaur, you know, jumped on him. But I, I, I thought this is really cool. In terms of looks, I mean, he was, he was, you know, muscle. I mean, he was just so cool. Merchandise, you know, I don't, I don't think he's the coolest looking, you know, the combiner. But, you know, everything, every, every, taking everything into account, I mean, everything made sense. I mean, he had this nice shield in the front. So, so as, as a combiner, he, you know, that, that set him apart from everybody else. Nobody else put this giant shield in, in, in the front. And it was the shield was not loose or anything. I had probably had several Bruticus later on, you know, when I when I was older. But I thought he was a very solid toy, so I would give Bruticus an eight. Yeah, Bruticus. I, I'm secret brothers with Mike. Like Bruticus, uh, you know, is probably my favorite combiner. Bruticus outside of Devastator is probably the only G1 Transformer that I was able to get all all parts of right so i had you know onslaught blast off vortex brawl and swindle so i was actually able to assemble it although at some point i think i lost vortex or misplaced them or something but there there was a point where i could assemble them all and like larry's saying super solid you know it was easy to put the the front chest piece on and the way the head fit over onslaught's head you know all that kind of stuff like i, I felt like the legs were secure i didn't feel like anybody was going to just you know randomly fall off or anything like that so like that aspect of it was really cool i don't often praise season two of transformers but you know star brigade like that's one of the best season two episodes i mean it's awesome you know 
Bruticus, devastate, devastator. Like I love, I love that episode. It's it's a, it's a great episode. I have a lot of fond memories of that as well. And and also echoing Mike that in the fall of Cybertron when you play as Bruticus, so money, like so awesome. Like you 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 feel all the 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 that power trip fantasy. Like you you feel it, man. Like you're Bruticus and you're beating the shit out of those Autobots. Like it's just it, it it's it's really a very you know echoing Mike very fulfilling moment in that game. I I'm unabashedly, you know, enamored with Bruticus, so I'm I'm going to give him a 10. All right. So Bruticus gets 28 points from us. If that is the worst the Predacons can do, we have little to fear from You don't suffer from overconfidence or anything. He does. But he will suffer more at the hands of Predaking. All right, so now we're on to Predaking. We're we're leaving behind the Scramble City Gestalt for a while and doing Predaking, the combined form of the Predacons. Predaking has a you know a, obviously a tremendous rep with fans. I don't know if like his actual appearances like justify that rep, but I mean like he he certainly looks badass. I mean he's always he's bigged up and like all his tech specs and like, you know, in fiction for the most part, it like it always treats him as a giant badass. I think he, he loses a lot more than people would like tend to believe, but like, you know, I, I you know, he still has a, a, a tremendous rep because he looks cool. I mean, his tech specs say he's supposed to be one of the most stable and intelligent of the gestalts. I mean, you know, he's made up of five like badass looking animals with a like unified color scheme of red and orange and yellow. Like, I mean, he, I, aesthetically, like, I, like he's off the charts. Like, I think he might be the coolest looking Gestalt. Like, you know, he's not really mo- one of my favorites, like character wise or appearance wise. But you know, every time Predaking shows up, no matter what, you're like, oh shit! Like, shit is like serious now. Like, so I've never owned like any kind of Predaking, like the original toy or like the new version they just released like a few years ago. So, I mean, I'd like to, but I just never had a chance. I know they reissued the original toy a couple times, but I mean, it look, he looks super awesome. I don't like, I can't speak to how stable he is like either of the versions of him, but he, I mean, he looks super cool. Like I think Predaking skates on style, like alone, like he could, like he could, you know, I give him maximum points for style but just like as, in terms of personal preference and like what I've what I've like read and seen with him, like maybe a little less, I'll give Predaking a nine. Yeah, so so I got a lot of love for Predaking. I mean, I've 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 always loved the the Predacons. So you know, Transformer number twenty five. You know, Megatron was was being hunted by the Predacons. <laughs> I think it was Shockwave who sent the Predacons after uh, after Megatron, and and. And Megatron was really getting his butt whooped. Well, it was it was like five on one, and then and then eventually Predaking showed up. They all merged, and 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 I don't know. Megatron had a moment. It was like that's it. I'm I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to make one desperate shot and just blasted Predaking, and and then you know he survived. But you know he, I mean Predaking. I mean as as big as he is, popular as he was, he was underutilized in the cartoon. I mean, you got Call of the Primitives, but he didn't have any notable episodes other than pretty much Call of the Primitives. I, I, I wish they used him more, but 
you know, a lot of my love for Predaking really comes from the toys itself. I mean, you're talking about like 10 full-size toys, and then each of them had their own sword, and then and then when and then they merged. If I remember right, it wasn't an easy merger. I mean, I mean, it it it, it took a couple times, you know, a couple times to practice, and so that you know you could do it without the instructions. But you had you had the wings on the back that that looked pretty cool. And then the toys, there was a difference because some versions of the toys were metal, had metal parts, and then other versions of the toys had plastic. This, this was back in, you know, during the G1 days. I guess later on, they cut costs and just made them plastic. Another issue with the toys was the stickers would, would wear out, especially like on the wings. They, they, over the years, I mean, after you play with them, I guess, or, or other wear, the, 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 the stickers would, you know, have wrinkles of them. I had a friend who had the full set and I was really jealous. When I finally got my own full set, I mean, I was on cloud nine. I mean, I had probably the best, I mean, I thought was the best just alt toy out of all of them. You know, they, they, they didn't have those flaws like, like, you know, Superion or even like, I mean, I thought he looked better than Bruticus. So Predaking to me was, you know, a really, really cool toy. And each, each of the, each of the parts themselves they weren't like oh you had one big toy and then five and then four small toys. All five of them were like large size and you know the, all of them looked cool by themselves. I, I I got a lot of love for Predaking, so I'll put them at the ten. Yeah, I had I had like three. I had Rampage, I had Tantrum, and I had Dive Bomb. I never had Razor Claw or Headstrong. I think Predaking is is aesthetically pleasing. Transformers 25 is probably my favorite Transformers comic, period. I love it more because, you know, Megatron sticks it out to the end. So I don't know what that does for Predaking's reputation because the, the way I read it, you know, eventually Megatron, you know, the, it, to, to me, there's lots of fan aura for Megatron and Galvatron in those Marvel comics, whether they're the UK comics or the, the US comics, because Galvatron and Megatron, you know, just destroy legions of autobots they beat the hell up out of gestalts like it's it's you know i i think predaking's a stepping stone to the greatness of megatron in in a lot of media regardless but i i do love transformers 25 so i think that that gives predaking some points for me in this ranking call of the primitives has fantastic animation so there's there's a, a you know a good nod to mention that I think maybe some of the reputation, though, is lost because, like Mike said, Skylinks is always kicking Predaking's ass in season three. So it's like, how cool can he be if Skylinks kicks your ass? But, you know, it, it is what it is. He, You know, it's the whole it's a it's a cartoon, you know, good versus evil that the bad guys are going to lose and stuff. The whole die cast element of like the legs and stuff like that, like and, and like Larry was saying, they're super solid toys and they're all of the same I don't know, class or scale. Like there's something cool and unique about Predaking compared to pretty much any other combiner on this list where he's, uh, he, 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 his parts are equal to his sum, I guess, if that makes sense. So, you know, I think, I think I'm going to give Predaking an eight. I, I, I like Predaking. I, I don't think he's like the greatest of all time, but, but I think he's pretty solid toy. I think he's been in a lot of media that I've enjoyed, and so I'm going to give him an 8. All right, that means Predaking gets 27 points from us. Calculated force necessary to activate Terracon timer mechanism, 16 megahertz. Computing angle of fire, positioning laser cannon, fire! 
probability of Terrorcon victory over Computron, 4.1%. Scoot! All right, then we're moving back to Scramble, guys, for a second. With Computron, the combined form of the Technobots. Uh, uh, Computron looks really cool. Like, he, and he's got a, like, like Predaking, he's kind of got a united red and orange, like, color scheme. Like, I, I've I've never owned them, but I've played with some of the G1 Computron uh, Technobots, and, like, I think they're all cool. Like, I think... Computron really skates by on style, much like Predaking. Reputation, though, like, uh, there's not a whole lot. <laughs> like, uh, there aren't many standout moments, I feel like, for Computron to, like, look cool. Like, I mean, he usually defeats Abominus, like, you know, eventually, like, by doing his calculations or whatever. But it's, like, after he's getting his ass kicked, usually. I mean, it, he was a friggin' joke in that Combiner Wars cartoon, like, and everyone made fun of, like, Menasaur called him a nerd, like, so, I mean, like, everyone made fun of him and shit, like, I don't know, like, I, I feel like, you know, he's supposed to be super smart, like, for a Gestalt, but, like, he can't come to a decision or cal make come to a calculation in time for it to usually make much of a difference, so, like, I mean, I don't know how effective he is is so but like again like i think he, style counts for a lot like i think I, I i wish i had the the you uh i think it's called like the unite warriors like new toy like five pack of him that japan released a few years ago like that that looked like a really awesome update of him and like i said the original toys i think looked really cool too even if i never owned them i played with some of them computron i i think i'll give a seven like i i think he looks like he's cool in concept, but not so much in practice, I guess. So, yeah, I'll give him a seven. Yeah. So <laughs> what I love about Computron, well, I think the name Computron is really cool. I think that of all the names and cells, I mean, I, I think I give a lot of credit for Computron. I, I think that sounds really cool. But what I love about Computron is, is that Grimlock created them. Like, <laughs> so he took he was in Unicron's head and then I guess he took some parts and then he made up some of these really cool I mean these literally like futuristic designs and then I and and I think that that's really cool I mean each of those parts I mean they just they just look cool like you said it's a lot a lot of, a lot of style into it and then and then you had Grimlock transfer his intelligence over to Computron and I, I think I think having that Grimlock aspect to it i think that that makes them really cool i mean I, I love that backstory to it that origin story to it you know in the terms of looks i like i mean each of the robots themselves were looking pretty cool and as as a, as a robot himself as as a gestalt himself he was pretty solid i don't have anything i mean there's, there's nothing like unique about his design i think it's i think it's just pretty solid but i guess you know maybe maybe the only criticism i have is like his left arm or i think that's that's strafe it was just looked really skinny, especially when it, you know, when you put, when you had the toy, the toy was really solid, but the left arm looked a little skinny because, because the strafe was, you know, was like a flat vehicle. But otherwise, I, I, I think he's a really cool toy. Not too much backstory, but I do love the origin of, of, of Grimlock creating him. So I'm, I'm going to give Computron a seven. I have a lot of love for the Technobots. Like, I like, money is everything like i and i guess i'm a mark for season three stuff and i i guess i just like that they're like futuristic or whatever like i remember i i think i saw money is everything first so i i wasn't privy to the grimlock's new brain until a little after the fact but that's also like a cool 
backstory for Computron. I think I think he makes a decent. You know, it, it's funny because I I think of most of the combiners in the Marvel comics, they don't. I don't know. I feel like a lot of them after Devastated don't have good introductions, like that they just kind of get crammed in there. You know, it's like here, look at the product placement, but they didn't do too much with them. But I feel like. You know, I don't know, Computron and Abominus, like at least they got enough of an issue to shine where it just didn't feel like they were an afterthought or whatever. I, I do I do get the aspect that maybe the combined form, you know, maybe Computron, you know, I, I I'm not I'm not a proponent of it. I don't think Computron is a nerd. I reject that, but I I could get why some other people might think that so it's not like i'm obtuse to it but i just think computron is futuristic and he looks very cool i think the highest compliment i can give is if i i know i said i'm out and i'm pretty much out unless mmc makes some masterpiece tapes for blaster but if fans toys makes some technobots i would I would definitely consider getting some Technobots because I think the Technobots are cool. So kind of based on that, I think I'm going to give Computron a nine. Okay. The Computron gets uh, 23 points from us, and we'll move on to his Decepticon counterpart, uh, Abominus, the combined form of the Terrorcons. To fight back, Terrorcons merge and form Abominus! Abominus, like I've always liked the terror cons. Like I like the, you know, the, their monster forms. Like I don't think like Abominus goes far enough in conveying that. Like I guess as a gestalt, like he's kind of got, you know, he's got like hunger's like mouths as knees, kinda, and like you know, he's got like animal limbs and wings like hanging off him. But I don't, it's not like Predaking looks super bestial. But, like, Abominus, like, doesn't to me. Like, Abominus does not look monstrous to me, I guess. And, like, he just looks like kind of a normal gestalt, I feel like. And, like, his color scheme is kind of all over the place. Like, all the Terracons are colored differently. So, like, he, he doesn't really have a really unique, like, color, like, a, a unified color scheme so much. Reputation wise, I mean, you know, he's always getting, you know, eventually beaten by Computron, but like it seems like he always has Computron on the ropes before that. There's that part in Return of Optimus Prime Part One where he just shoots Computron, you know, Computron, think too much, you know, like, and I think that's like kind of an advantage he has that he doesn't think too much when he's fighting him. I like the Terracons and Abominus as a concept. But I don't know if Abominus kind of like, you know, executes that concept really well. And I I've played with some G1 like Terracon toys, but I've never owned any. Oh, no, wait, I, I owned uh, Ripper Snapper, I think. But like, I don't know. I, I didn't think aside from Hunger, I don't think any of them were like that great. The the new Terracons that they released a couple years ago were pretty good. Like I have all of them and like their their Abominus link up is pretty solid. But I, not enough to like really, you know, change my mind on Abominus or anything. So I think I'm going to give Abominus a five. Yeah, Abominus. Uh, I don't know if there's any backstory to Abominus other than you know Galvatron, you know, used him a couple times 
to to fight the Autobots. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything cool about Autonomous, you know, story. In, in terms of aesthetics, I, I I think I think I mean these 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 monsters or whatever you call it, I think they look pretty cool. Like Hunger, I think it's pretty cool. It's it's a, it's a two-headed you know beast. Yes, and they they, they eventually form form the legs, but but Hunger as you know as as a robot itself, I thought it was I thought he was really cool. I guess I guess in his beast mode, but but Abominus, I don't know if there's really much to love. I mean, he was there, but no no story about him. I mean, and you know, I I, I think I think Computron had had the best had the much better backstory to him. But but in terms of a toy, I think Abominus, both Abominus and and Computron were both very solid toys. I mean, I think I think those two. I mean, other than Predaking, I mean, I think they were better than their previous generations of Gestalts. You know, now one of his arms was would look kind of short. I think that's that's that was that was blot or no, that was not blot. It was a, yeah, Ripper Snapper. I guess Ripper Snapper as an arm looked looked really short in the original toy. As a whole, it was it was pretty solid, and so was Computron. But you know, there's there's nothing there in terms of the story to make him you know stand out. So I give up Ominous a five. I think it's interesting because my since my first exposure was money is everything like i guess i i tend to think of the terracons as part of the quinison dna like that they're they're you know sharktacons or alicons or whatever you, you know that like some kind of quinison agent robots that harken back to when you know the quinisons were running the planet or something like that like in that that they are just yeah at least in that episode they're clearly agents of the quinisons whereas it gets like weird because in other episodes like larry was saying they, they're clearly under galvatron's command and there's no you know i i guess there'd be a story in there somewhere unless some some fan club comic that i don't know of or don't remember you know explained like the the transition period there or whatever right but I, I I think the 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 Terracons are cool. I owned Cutthroat, and that was it. So I can't. I I don't think I can really speak to the the quality of the the toy. Whereas I owned at least three Technobots, so at least I can talk a little more. You know, I guess informed about that. I mean, it's it's an interesting dynamic. Like I I, I like him as an opponent for Computron. I mean, I think that's the that's the interesting thing they 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 have a a dynamic you know like like i mean it, it's not as obvious as like planes versus cars or whatever but but there is that aspect of you know brains versus brawn or 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 instinct versus like calculation you know like that that you know they they, they kind of play with that idea off of one another i i don't think abominus would be as cool without computron so i guess i agree with that to a degree but again i'm i'm a big mark for season three stuff two-headed monsters and stuff you know like i don't know like all that stuff looks kind of cool to me so i'm gonna give abominus an eight all right so that's 18 points for abominus from us now we're going to jump across the ocean for a brief bit 
and talk about Raiden, the combined form of the train bots. Raiden and the train bots were actually a, a diaclone toys that were never released. Like they, they weren't like poached for the initial range of like G1 toys. And like eventually like Japan like poached them to use in their headmaster series. So that and the like so technically it's weird because they came so far after, but the train bots are supposed to be like the the like rivals to the constructicons because there's six of them. You know, they don't really scramble like they, they're, you know, and they're they're from the same like, you know, diaclone origin as the constructicons were. So like that's it's kind of weird since they came so far after and they don't really have any American like North American presence at all, like aside from, you know, maybe cameos and certain comics or whatever. But like, I, I mean, I, I, I've been a Transformers fan all my life. I can't name all six train bots like they all have like Japanese names, I think. Uh, but, you know, I know Raiden. Raiden, you know, is the the mythological god of thunder. So that's a pretty cool name for a gestalt like train trains are kind of a you know japan thing like they're they're super obsessed with trains like over there so i think like you know he it, it, it no no wonder that they you know when they did a uh, car robots robots in disguise they had a you know another train combiner with rail racer so like i, I mean uh Raiden is not really surprising when you think of it that way I mean, he looks okay. He looks like a bunch of trains like stuck together, basically. I guess he's kind of unique that all his his components can also combine in vehicle mode. Like they can form like that long like convoy of trains or that really what do they call it? Like the the space train or like in the cart in the headmasters like oh, cartoon yeah. or yeah. like yeah, something and they use it as like a transport for things or whatever. I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about Raiden. Like, I don't like I know they're doing the masterpiece toys of him like now, like they announced like two of them so far. So I can only imagine that masterpiece toy is going to be huge. Like, I think they've done some third party toys of the of the train bots. I mean, since I, I don't think he looks super cool, like super especially cool. And I don't really have any emotional connection to him other than laughing at like, you know, the well, we mentioned like the the <laughs> melee hat, headmaster's dub of him, like, you know, his guys like talking. So, I mean, aside from that, like, I don't really have any connection at all to Raiden. So, like, I'm going to give Raiden a three. Yeah, I, I I don't know any connection to the to, to the train bots. I I don't even know what, what what his backstory is, and you know, picture of his. Uh, you know, I've seen pictures of him, and I, he's pretty ugly. <laughs> I mean, it looks. I don't know. I guess. I guess. I guess he does look better than Superior. I own a GRX, which is, I guess, America. They called it Rail Racer. I mean, that's the GRX is one of my favorite. I mean, it was it was only three trains, but they merged, and he was such a cool toy. When Rail, Rail Racer is far superior to riding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I got a GRX, I mean I call it GRX because I got it from Japan. I don't know if I don't know if Rail Racer ever came out in the U.S. Yeah, he he did. I own him. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. But he's he was such a cool toy. But no, Raiden, I have I've has no appeal to me. So I'm gonna give him a one. I, I, I it's weird because you know outside of you know I and I try to be pretty good about this. I try to not maybe pull a Bobby skull face and say, I have like no emotional connection because I'm not into the Japanese cartoons. Cause that's kind of untrue. I, I am into the Japanese cartoons, but it's not like, I mean, Raiden was prominent in them. You know, he's in the intro, right? He's, 
you know, one of the guys cradling, I think, Rodimus or whatever in the intro when everybody's getting shot at and stuff. And 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 he's a significant part of that headmaster's anime. But I think outside of that, like, I can't I can't think of anything. I, I never own the toy. I don't remember him if he ever was in any comics or anything like that. Like, so I there there's not a lot for me to glom onto other than. I thought of him as like a, you know, a a new character in the Japanese headmasters and 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 something that was maybe decidedly regionalistic. I don't know. You you know what I mean like the whole thing about, you know, Japan loves their trains and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's not like there's not trains in other parts of the world, but like just the the fact that it's it's something prominent where I think even I think Raiden is famous for American Hasbro execs kind of going, nah, we can't import this because, like, kids want trains where you are, but kids don't give a shit about trains where we are, you know, type thing. And that's that's basically what I remember for him. I don't want to be mean. I'm I'm just going to give him a five. Like, there's nothing wrong with the dude, but but he's not, like, super awesome either. So five for me. Okay, and Raiden ends up with nine points from us. New Transformers are here. Now, from the bottom of the sea come the monsters of the deep, the Target Master Seacon. Target Master Transformers, and when they join with their leader to form Piranacon, anyone can become the gun. And here come the Sparkabots. And when the fighting man you see sparks close by as the fire comes, battle the Sparkabots. Each sold separately. So now we're going to take put one foot back in North America and keep one foot in Japan because the next guy is Piranacon or King Poseidon as he is in Japan. And I guess it's two very different portrayals like over the side, like on either side of the ocean, like in, in America, like Piranacon is the combined form of the six sea cons. I mean, like they they've got a pretty decent reputation like over here i think like you know they show up on occasion like they fought galvatron in the marvel uk comics and almost won which is closer than a lot of people can yeah. say so like yeah I, like if you read piranacon's like tech specs it kind of describes as almost like predaking where he's like a very effective hunter and like warrior and stuff like you know he hasn't gotten a whole lot of exposure but i think like it, it's like he hasn't gotten a lot of exposure but the exposure he has gotten is pretty impressive like there's a fan club like prose story where he beats abominus pretty easily so i mean like he's he's obviously got the chops to do it i i've had a couple g1 c cons over the course of my life like i i feel like since they were like later year toys like they were more common to find and like i traded some with my friends and i had a snap trap overbite and probably someone i think tentacill he looks pretty cool like he has a fairly united like color scheme they made a new version of him just recently but i never ended up getting him because he was like an exclusive and each each limb was like 60 bucks a piece but i would get him like he looks pretty awesome like you know if i if i could find him somehow for a reasonable price or i had the money to blow but like i mean i i like piranacon i'd like to see more of him Across the ocean, though, in, in Master Force, I mean, 
aside from like the the middle guy like turdler who is snap trap's name in japan like all the other secons were just drones that he could combine with and like i mean he got his ass kicked pretty handily i think like in almost every episode yeah. so i don't think turdler even transformed to robot mode like at any point so like he was he was just a friggin' talking robot turtle like so like i mean i guess he doesn't have a great rep over there piranicon like wins for style and like potential for me like i'd love to see more done with the Seacons and Piranicon. Even though I don't have a huge emotional attachment to them, I'll give them a seven. Yeah, I, th- I think with Piranicon, I can't can't be sure. Is that is that the one where they can like any of the any any of them can like change places? The, the gun, yeah. Anyone, okay. any one of them can become a gun for Piranicon. Yeah. Yeah, maybe except for the the torso part. Maybe except for Snap Trap. But I think that that I think that's one cool thing was that you know one of them you know could play played the role of the gun, but you know. I don't remember reading him in the comics. I don't remember he never showed up in the cartoon. But you know, having having that sixth member as a gun, I think that that's a pretty unique thing in terms of the the look of the toy itself. I mean, the toy it, it's it's always looked like you know he he was big as a gestalt, but it's also looked you know looked like a midget. I mean, it was just it just it, it just it wasn't imposing. It, it was probably because. I don't know. He had no to- no no torso or something. I don't I don't know. He just never looked right. It looked like he was always too short to be a, a just alt. Yeah. So he was like this this midget combiner. One cool thing was was that he, he was able to have you know one of the members always you know be a gun. Overall, I didn't didn't really like the look of him. He did come up with a sword, not a pretty sword, but he had a sword. But yeah, they they, they probably could have done more with them. But yeah, he probably came too late. So I'm gonna give him a two. So there's there's a, a probably three big things that King Poseidon or Piranicon like gets over for me on. The one big thing is I, I do love that UK story. I mean, mostly it's about Galvatron beating the shit out of a combiner, but Piranicon puts up a pretty good fight before that happens. And that's a fun, you know, again, kind of like Predaking with Megatron. He was a stepping stone for Galvatron to look badass, but I still appreciate that story. It's a fun UK story, so that's something that gives him some points in my book. Even though in the Master Force series, like they're they're probably played up for kind of comic goons or whatever, you know, that kind of get easily defeated. I, I kind of like the swarming aspect of them. It's almost like they're the the trench in Aquaman or something. They're just like these vicious kind of, you know, robotic sea creatures or whatever. And I guess I do have some nostalgia for Master Force and and seeing those guys as cannon fodder too, which is kind of odd. So so that's something that stands out for me. And then the last thing is going to be kind of obscure, but but it, it might even tie into how Larry and I came to know one another. Chris Rial has the original art for Phil Jimenez's, I guess you'd call it like promo art when they were talking about the possibility of DC acquiring the Transformers license. And so it's this great image of like, you know, the Trinity, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and Megatron is overhead, like leading the invasion of Earth, and Optimus Prime is joined the Green Lantern Corps. Like there's all these cool things. And if you look off to the side, you can see Aquaman and everyone in Atlantis fighting 
the Seacons. So, you know, it's just one of those things that I thought of where I was like, oh, how cool is that? Like Aquaman would fight with Piranacon and whatever. And so since I love Transformers and I love DC, like that piece, number one, has always stood out to me. And Piranacon's role in that, like, I, I just thought it was such a cool and natural pairing of two characters and and they're both kind of you know paired accurately and it seems like it would be such a cool like i could just imagine like somebody like phil jimenez doing like this kind of epic crisis-y type art you know <laughs> like with with you know whether it's like the you know the invasion sequences where the doom patrol was helping Aquaman fight the guild to span underwater or whatever. I could see the same thing with like the Seacons and them merging and it being like this just cool thing. So I'm going to give him a seven. So that's, that's what I'll go with. All right. Piranacon gets 16 points from us. Now the Decepticons have monster pretenders, monster pretenders with rubbery skin. Beyond, beyond anything you've ever seen before. Transformer, monster pretenders. And their robots form a monster transformer. And now we we move on to the last Gestalt released in the original G1 line, the Pretender Monsters and Monstructor. If you've ever seen the toy of Monstructor, he's tiny because like the pretender monsters outside of their shells they're each about the size of a micromaster if that so like monstructor is not is like not even half as tall as a regular regular gestalt he's got a good reputation though like i feel like people always want to use him like he, he played a really star like big role in idw comics like where he was like the first like prototype combiner and, you know, like the monster guys, like they, they kind of made like they drew him and embellished his like sort of bestial like attributes. So he kind of was like a like eldritch like kind of creature like that. You know, he looked very like monstrous and like, you know, he had a like decaying touch and stuff like that. So, I mean, they made him cool. Like, they've never made a new version of Monstructor, though, and he's probably due for one. Like, I I remember people were, like, wondering if they were going to, like, remold those new Terror Cons from the Power of the Primes line into the Monster Pretenders or whatever. And I've always thought it would be cool if, like, since they have all those six guys have Pretender shells... Like if the the like obviously you couldn't replicate this with a toy, but like if all the pretender shells could merge and become a giant pretender shell for Monstructor or something, like that would have been a a cool concept to use like in a story. But like obviously that never happens. I think maybe Derek will know them more as a the Dino Pretenders from what is it Victory or Master Force? I forgot now. Yeah, it's uh, Victory. It's, it's Victory. Victory. Yeah, and yeah. like di their combined form of Dino. King again, Monstructor is someone who has potential, and they they've done some things with him in fiction. But his his toy is pretty, eh, pretty eh, like I, I think, <laughs> and yeah, if it, that the kindest thing to say is it's pretty eh. And like, like I said, I like the concept and I think he like, you know, he, when they embellish his like more like, you know, monstrous attributes, he can look cool. But ultimately, I think I'm going to have to give Monstructor like a four. Yeah, I don't really have much love for Monstructor. <laughs> I mean, this was this was a bad time for Transformers. I mean, they, they was pretty much they were dying. The Pretenders, the whole Pretender series, I I, I, I did not like it. <laughs> so maybe uh, I don't know. I did, you know, I guess I guess they had a better presence in, in in Victory. 
but no, um, there's nothing about Monstructor that that I mean, I, I were, here's, here was I would rather have Superior than Monstructor. That's how much I hate the toy. So I guess this was the time when Micro Machines was was the thing, and so so Hasbro, you know, tried tried to make a series, of, uh, you know, that that was closely related to Micro Machines, but. No, Monstructor was 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 a uh, looked terrible. So I'm um, I'm just gonna give him a I'll, I'll be nice and give him a one. Yeah, if if this was Dino King, I'd be like silly stupid and give him like an eleven or something. But it's not really Dino King, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like I I get that he had like a good showing in IDW, but like to me it was like more of those guys, kind of how you described. Raiden where it's like I can't name any of these guys and it's just some other you know I don't know like like you said terror kind of uh combiner guy so I and I don't know that yeah the toy looks kind of dinky so um I don't know I I'll give him a three just just because I have like that secret love for Dino King but like even the pretender shells in this aren't even you know that great so just just a three okay monstructor gets eight points from us all right and we leave g1 well well not technically but we leave the original toy line and i've included our our two kind of wild card picks like the probably the two most uh popular like new gestalts that have been introduced in the last like 20 years like for the g1 like uh, continuity at least My name is Victorian, and I am here to save the galaxy. <laughs> I was not forged like those made on Cybertron. I was born from the magic that our people have long forgotten. My birth was from the Enigma of Combination. <laughs> artifacts of Primus. And I believe that was no accident. In our time of need, with the warring factions of Autobots and Decepticons finally disbanded, the galaxy needed a new protector. The universe needed something greater than the leaders of the past. So what better choice for a savior than a combiner? Do we not represent the missing unity of our people? Combiners stand as the manifestation of harmony and singularity. I was not just I am here so that we can believe again. People have lost their faith in peace. I shall return it to them. I will unite us all. I am Victoria. And I am here to save the galaxy. <laughs> Uh, 
the first one, Victorian, is is a, a fan-created combiner. The fans got to vote on all the attributes of this combiner. And, like, ultimately, like, they chose the gender, which was female. The color scheme, like, it's the, the combiner's abilities. Like, she, Victorian has the power over gravity. Like, she has, like, gravimetric powers. Her weapon, which is a sword. From top to bottom, she's designed by the fans. And that's why she's probably fugly. Like, like she's, yeah, I think I, uh, her color scheme is, I always call her the mint Christmas M&M's color scheme, like, Victorian has. Like, because, like, man, like, it's, it's garish and doesn't i don't know it just doesn't work for me even like it, it might be united but it's like united ugly like you know basically so like i i never really liked the look of victorian her fictional appearances aren't much better she's kind of you know pious and self-righteous and everything she shows up in i mean she's in the idw comics like she's always trying to like you know bad talk optimus prime and like I don't know, and like in in that Combiner Wars cartoon and shit, she's always like a uh, annoyance. I think like you know Derek made you know Derek always makes the joke that like after she dies in those like cartoons, it's like you know Megatron has this great line where he's like you know oh yes I'll miss Victorian like I'll miss her like I miss the rust under my treads or something <laughs> like you know and and like everyone was like yeah like you know we can all relate to that because no one really likes Victorian that much but I mean you know she's the first like female combiner so I mean I guess there's that like I mean that's a uh, you know something now you've got um i think she's called orthia they they just made her out of like alita one and moon racer and firestar and like some of the other female autobots so i mean i think people would be more drawn to like a combiner made of familiar characters than like you know victorian's like components so like i mean yeah like i i don't really have a whole lot of regard for victorian at all but like i mean i, I guess i'll give her like a two to be nice yeah, I mean, my only experience with Victorian is playing, you know, Transformers Earth Wars. But I think but her legs are, are two helicopters. So I, I don't understand why they would do that. I mean, why why two helicopters? Because is it because they're twins? Or I mean, I, I don't I don't know the story behind it, but it seems redundant to have, you know, two helicopters. And, I, you know, I guess you know, she also has two cars. But I guess you know those cars, those two cars look different. But I don't know. The 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 two helicopters kind of surprised me. And of course, there there she has a like a a fire truck as as a torso, which you know we already have a combiner with a fire truck as a torso. So I don't know if there's there's anything new ideas with this other than other than like oh now they're all like one solid color scheme. But the the color scheme is kind of funky with that teal and red. So. I don't, I don't have much love for this, so I'm gonna give him a two, give her a two. I, I guess I'm gonna be an asshole and and give Victorian a zero, but I I do want to pay some lip service. I was I was trying to think of this, like I mean, obviously she's had multimedia presence. She's been in the that phase two of IDW comics, which we were kind of annoyed with. But I was trying to remember. Th this is how closely I pay attention. And that last this last reboot that's coming to an end with IDW is is not. Is she not like advising Optimus and and in that storyline as well? 
the core of Victoriana, Pyra Magna. Pyra Magna. Yeah, yeah. That 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 interpretation, I I I I'm not like as um, I know I'm being a jerk and giving Victoriana zero, but that Pyra Magna, the way she's written in that storyline, doesn't seem as um, obnoxious to me yeah. as 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 the prior continuity. Even though I enjoy a lot about the prior continuity, and and a lot of people will tell you that this latest one is very slow slow paced. I I did like Pyromagna in that. So that that's that's my olive branch to try and be nice, even though I'm giving Victorian a zero. Ouch! Victorian gets four points from us. We need that perimeter secured. Okay, get a move on. You're late. I don't know where the extra munitions are. Get somebody on it. I just need you to... Would you like to see the Dinobots combine? My apologies, Hot Rod. I'll just get them out of here. Nah, it's fine. Show me what you got. I'd say Dinobots combine! Check out our sword! (laughs) Not bad. How good are you in a fight? Oh, we got moves. Okay, but can you take the heat? Whoa, I guess you can take the heat. So, we're on to our last one, and this is kind of a, I guess, a counterbalance to Victorian, because this is like, it's not chosen by the fans, but this is like a fan idea for like 30 years now, like Volcanicus, the combined version of the Dinobots, which, you know, and like, you know, as long as there have been Transformers fans, there have been fan theories about what if the Dinobots combined? And of course, there's that awful, god-awful, like, pack-in DVD comic <laughs> that introduced the Beast, which is, uh, what do you call it, like, in the early 2000s, which was a stupid, like a terrible fanfic, like the terrible fanfic version of that, like of the the Dinobots combining into a ravenous, like ugly looking, whatever it was. Yeah, and we, we we that was one of the very first Transformers Tuesdays we ever did, as we reviewed the Beast Within, like that mini comic that introduced the Beast. Finally, you know, Hasbro eventually, like you know, enough years had passed from that where they were like, yeah, we can try this again, like you know, like we can. We can refine this and actually do a good, like, sort of Dinobot combiner, and the result is Volcanicus, and I mean, he's okay. I mean, like, he he looks cool, I think. Like, I, I think he's, he's the Dinobots all have a united color scheme, so he certainly, like, you know, looks like, you know, looks cool. He's aesthetically pleasing. Like, I like his head design. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of Grimlock what, wearing his, like, dino crown like leadership crown almost like so that's like a sort of nice touch like i mean if i were designing a dinobot combiner like you know larry you were talking about how groove is like weird because he's a motorcycle and like he's the same size as a leg or whatever but like i think it's weird that like sludge is like a leg and he's like a you know a brontosaurus and like he's the same size as like you know snarl and slag who are like a stegosaurus and triceratops and like a brontosaurus should be a lot bigger like than even even bigger than grimlock so like i mean if i were designing a dinobot combiner i'd do something like make sludge like the both of the legs or something and and make grimlock the body 
and slag and snarl the arms and then put swoop on the back as a pair of wings like Predaking or something. But I mean, like Volcanicus has shown up in a couple things like uh, he was in that awful Power of the Primes cartoon where uh. he didn't. Yeah, he didn't really do anything other than get his ass kicked and fall in a big pool of water. And it, uh, I forgot what else happened, but uh, but uh, I mean, he's shown up in some of the manga, like in Japan, like promoting his new toy where like uh, I guess they really like, you know, played up the whole like G1 cartoon Dinobots being invincible because like it, it's like the Autobots and Decepticons had to like unite against Volcanicus to fight him like sort of un unnervingly close to like what the Beast story was but it was a lot better in like this like manga story at least so I I, I like Volcanicus like I it's it's kind of, like I said it's kind of a fanfic idea but I guess like they they executed it competently this time like in, as opposed to the Beast so like I'll give Volcanicus a generous six I guess wow I, I can't believe you used volcanicus and competently in the same sentence i think i think volcanicus at first i hate that name volcanic i don't know how they came with it and then second I, I i i get it that that everybody every every transformers fan had the you know imagination of wow what what if what, what if all the you know the, the dinobots could combine wouldn't that be so awesome you know hasbro or takara said okay we're gonna make volcanicus and and what ended up was, was probably the biggest travesty in in, in 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 Transformers history. I mean, that that thing is an atrocity. Of like, why did you do that? Like like you should have just left it to everybody's imagination and not and not come out with these toys. Or I mean, they just look terrible. I don't I don't know what to say. I mean, it just I mean I mean the, the Dinobots were able to fight you know Devastator without without combining. Now that they 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 combine into this 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 atrocity, I mean I don't know they they look so, they look terrible. I I I wish they you know the Hasbro just just left it to everybody's imagination and, and never never like decided to let's create let's let's combine the the five Dinobots and 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 call them Volcanicus, which, which I think is a terrible name. So. I'm putting this as a zero. I, I I hate the whole concept of Volcanicus. This is interesting for me because you know, as Mike said, we we really reamed the beast within, and we spent hours talking about what a horrible concept it was. I I think the difference between that and Volcanicus, just objectively, is Volcanicus. I think is a stupid name. I feel weird saying it. Everything feels like fanfic after a certain point. It feels like fanfic. But the difference between Volcanicus and the Beast is Volcanicus feels, you know, voluntary. It doesn't it doesn't actually feel like there's some monstrous, horrible science experiment gone wrong. It might not be something that you ever wanted to see realized, and it may be something that's better left to one's imagination, but it wasn't, it, it, I, I mean, I guess maybe the, the best way to put it, the nicest way to put it is they are, you've turned something as special as the Dinobots into a generic combiner that no one really asked for per se, but at least it's not like, I don't know, something out of Reanimator or something where it's just this grisly kind of gross violation of like all these characters you love, right? I, I, I never felt that way, but 
as far as media goes, I mean, I, I hate those Power of the Primes things. Like, I'm never going to watch them again. They all suck. And and Volcanicus is something that came out of it. The only thing I feel weird about is I like the Dinobots, and I feel like I in my previous rankings, I've always taken that into account when ranking the Gestalt Combiner. So I, I feel weird, like, not acknowledging my love for the Dinobots, even though I think the idea, I agree with Larry, I think the idea of this combiner is weird. I think the name of it is weird. I've never gotten used to it. And I've never handled the toys, so I have no experience with that. I don't know. For just because just because I like the Dinobots, I, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a two just because I like the Dinobots, but I could have done completely without this. Okay. So Volcanicus gets eight points from me. So I think it's time to uh, finally rank these guys, so let's let me look through this list and see. In in first place, we ranked Bruticus with 28 points. In second place, I think that's shared by Predaking and Devastator at 27 points. Third place would be Computron at 23 points. Fourth place is oh Ab- Abominus at 18 points. Place. Oh, oh did you state that uh, Devastator and Predaking were tied at 27? Yeah, yep, at okay. second place, yep. Oh. Uh, fifth, let's see, fifth place is, or, oh, Menasaur and Piranacon are tied for fifth place with 16 points. Sixth place is Superion and Defensor are both tied at 15 points. Seventh place is, that goes to Raiden at nine points. Eighth place is Monstructor in uh, Volcanicus tied at eight points. And all the way at the bottom is Victorion at four points. So, <laughs> so that's so, that, man. I guess I, feel I guess bad that's, for Victorion. <laughs> that's, that's 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 how we ranked them, I guess. Yeah, right. You know, I think I think it's pretty. It might be pretty reflective of I think popular opinion too. So I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I just wanted to ask Larry, like, have you ever? seen or heard of like that beast within mini comic with the beast like the the monstrous combination of the five dinobots i i mean i i've I've seen pictures on it when i googled he looks awful but i'm glad they didn't make a toy of him so yeah i I don't even know how it would be possible to make look i I feel like me and me and derek gave volcanicus points just because we had that as context like as a like you know you know it could it could be worse yeah it could be worse Yeah, I mean, I love the Dinobots too, but I think Volcanicus hurt the Dinobots more than helped the whole world. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But yeah, this this was fun. Yeah, like I I like talking about these. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on, Larry. Normally, what we do with with like fellow podcasters and content creators, we usually ask if if there's any projects they're working on or or where they could find you and stuff. I don't know if there's anything like uh, social media wise or or, or things you want to promote or anything like that. Like if you do, like feel free. This is your this is your opportunity if people want to come check you out or if you if you don't want people to check you out, then we could just pass it along. But is there anything you want to like promote? No, or, I'm just, no, I'm just I'm just a normal schmuck who just, you know, has opinions just, and things. OK, cool. No, yeah, no. yeah. Well, no, no, but it's it's fun. Like I said, this is this is fun to talk about Transformers with folks. It's nice to to have a third and, and, and mm-hmm. hang out and 
shoot the breeze about city bots and gestalts and all that stuff. If you're mad at me for giving Victoriana zero, you can send your angry emails to fanholespodcast at gmail.com. You can check out the backlog of episodes of Transformers Tuesdays on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. You can direct download them there. We're also on all kinds of social media. We're on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. And we can be found on Apple Podcasts. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike merging for the kill, signing off. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, don't um, say anything incriminating. Right, right. <laughs> or, or well, see, that's why. That's why I, I know Larry was like, "Do you do this live?" And I'm like, "Hell no!" If I did that, we'd be in like so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs>